Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask Daydon Advice Mondays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, tonight is obviously, like I said, Advice Mondays where we do nothing but really focus on answering and focusing you, uh, on your relationship questions, your dating situations, scenarios, anything that you need clarification on. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we do have a, a somewhat of a, a special and centralized focus this evening. One of the things I want to really talk about is the new show, Marrying the Game. Now, if you guys know anything about that, that's about uh, you know uh, Game, who is a former uh, uh, artist on G Unit. Uh, he is now uh, you know he's based out in California, and uh, I've been familiar with him from for you know for some years. His his history, his uh, you know his music, as well as some things that he's done outside music. And what we want to do tonight is uh, use their relationship. His girlfriend's name is uh, is Tiffany, I believe, and we're going to kind of focus on their relationship in regards to um, on both sides, you know, some things that he could do differently as well as some things that uh, she has done and could do differently that, that are really contributing to uh, or, and will contribute to the demise of that uh, relationship and, and, and many other relationships around the country that, um, you know, that, that mirror that, that situation um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do tonight. Like I said, though, this is Advice Monday, so you have questions, call in. Call in, write in, you know, send your your uh, situations to askdaydon at trctoday.com. And uh, we're live tonight, so we'll read them live on the air. Or you can call in, 646-200-0366. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad if you have something to say. We are coming off of a very, 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 uh, good Keeping It Real Friday show that we did on uh, on this past Friday night. As I told you on Friday, we're not, you know, live often uh, on Friday nights, but, um, you know, it was one of those nights, man, you know, and, and we kind of, we told you and we showed you exactly why why that sh- that night is called Keeping It Real because we absolutely kept it real. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, what would you think about Friday night's show? I thought it was a great show. I mean, we always, always, always keep it real. So I loved it. Yeah, you know, if you guys missed it, what we were talking about is, you know, we've been there's there's so many of these little, uh, you know, these reality shows, you know, that are just popping up all over. Just so you guys know what 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 that's all about is the networks have a lot of people saying, well, why are they making so much reality TV? Well, if you know anything about the entertainment industry, you know that you know the television production you know is you know nobody wants to spend money to produce these scripted shows where you got to pay these you know these well-known and big-time actors millions of dollars per episode a lot of times um so what they do is they find these relatively unknown you know people who who well, I shouldn't say relatively unknown but people who can't command a million dollars an episode uh, like some of the Friends stars, you know, Seinfeld and people like that. You know, and then they go ahead and, and, and give you this drama that will make people want to tune in on a daily basis. That way they can charge, you know, thousands and even millions of dollars in advertising for the, you know, the price, the production price of practically nothing. So that's why you're seeing all of these uh, reality shows popping up because, you know, and, and very little or, or none really scripted, Shows in the black community, other than you know what you see Tyler Perry, uh, you know has going on. So that's what's going on with that. But uh, classic show on Friday where we really talked about Keisha Cole and and that that trust and believe video, and um, not so much the video, but what you saw in the video and is what you see 
in a lot of situations around the country, especially in the black community. You know, people wilding out, you know, a woman being dogged by a man, getting strung along, having sex, cheating, whatever, you know, it is. And then they reacting to that, and often in a violent, um, vindictive, um, you know, immature way, and then all hell breaks loose. So, Courtney, you, you shared some very personal stories about your own past, as did I on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a good show because, you know, I always like um, shows where I get the opportunity just to share something personal that a lot of people may not know um, about me. And and I, and I do it so it can help people. So um, it was just really, it was really good. It was very um, refreshing, therapeutic to to do that. So yeah. And 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 I'm still being I've been getting a lot of feedback ever since last Tuesday's Barbershop Talk, where we uh, you know we had the fellas all back for All Star Edition of Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, where we answered the question of do black men have biological clocks? And if you guys missed that show. I can't stress enough the importance of going back and checking out the archives on iTunes or at DadonTolbert.com because, I mean, you need to know what's going on in the minds of men. You know, you got these, these relationship guys there, you know, and the media in general wants you to believe that black men are content not committing, are content being 40 and single, just kind of, you know, doing what they do, living that bachelor lifestyle, and that's just not the case. These men are looking for wives almost desperately and adamantly looking for wives. So, um and you know, the the thought process of that of the of those men looking for those wives is, is what we focused on on that night. So let's uh, so that was that. Definitely check it out. Very highly rated show. Everybody in their mind listened to that. Shout out to you guys. Wanna talk like I said, this is Advice Monday, so we're just gonna kinda focus on some some issues uh throughout the night that you guys have inquired about. A lot of people have asked me about Somebody mentioned, I don't know if you guys um, are here in, in the Philly area, but if you're in Philly, you've noticed a uh, a few very popular long-time um, radio personalities, I'll say, who have been let go by some of the, you know, the, the major urban radio stations in this uh, in the city. And, and also, I mean, around the country, Courtney, have you... I mean, you know, Chicago, I think I've heard a few out in L.A., a lot of, like, the, the Radio 1, Clear Channel, they're letting go. That's, they do it, you know, around this time. They let go of some people just to kind of save money and things like that. Have you seen any, you know, well-known people getting laid off out that uh, that way, Courtney? Um, Actually, no, I haven't. Not to say no. that it hasn't happened. I just haven't heard about it. Okay, okay, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's just uh, a lot of people in some other places have said, well, yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, so-and-so is going. And let me just, and I don't even want to get too much into the details on that, but I just want to kind of take a minute. One of the things I said on Facebook earlier today was um, it's always the people who aren't doing anything with their lives. You know, those are always the ones who want to try to tell you how you should live live yours. It's funny because, you know, when I got into the radio industry, you know, even before that, even when I became an author, I got into the literary industry. Every it was like so many people who had been there. I was the new guy, the new kill on the block. Everybody wants to tell, oh yeah, you should do this. You got to get in touch with this person. You know, want to kind of mold your career after so and so. And you know, it's and and it's interesting because a lot of those people who were saying those things, a lot of those people who others were directing me to model myself after, are no longer even. They don't have jobs. 
You know, when I started doing, when I first decided to self-publish my first book, everybody said, whoa, you know, why, why are you doing that? You know, that's that's not the way you do it. You know, several thousand books later, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, awards and things like that, I, I did it my way with this show. You know what I'm saying? Been on five years, over a thousand episodes. I've seen talk shows come. I've seen talk shows go. You know, people losing their jobs. Everything you see with me, guys, is 100% independent. You know what I'm saying? I'm my own boss. Everybody said, oh, yeah, you should try to get on this station. You should send this demo here. Do that. And I said, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, so I could get laid off, you know, like some of these other guys. And and I'm just, you know, I would like to take that opportunity just to encourage everybody. Be your own boss. Call the shots. Make your own decisions. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Because at the end of the day, you control your own destiny. Somebody else is going to have to answer for the decisions that they make. Don't let somebody else make the most important decisions of your life for you. So I just want to share that with you guys. That's my, my inspirational moment for Monday night. And we're, going, we're about to get into it, though. Anything to add to that, Courtney, though? Yeah, um, it's interesting that you brought that up because um, a lot of times right before you become you know, successful and more so in God's will, that's what I should say, um, and what he wants you to do, that's when the devil will send you all these people giving you advice um, that is, you know, with the sole purpose of steering you away from what God wants. And so it's very important to, you know, have that relationship with God and, and have that discernment, um, especially during that process. Um, right, you know, when God is preparing to bless you, it's very, very important. So um, I'm glad that you, you know, did the right thing and, you know, used your own mind in that situation. So That's what I that's what I do, Court. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I do. You know what I mean? I don't play any games. I don't get intimidated. I basically make my own decisions. And the thing about it is, you know, and I'll be honest, they're not, it, it's not, my decision, my wife will even tell you. She'll keep it real. I'll keep it real. I mean, all the decisions that I've made in my life professionally, personally, have not always been the right decision. You know, I've tried some things. Some have worked out great. Other things have not worked out so great. But the thing about it is they were my decisions. You know, at the end of the day, I'm held accountable for my decisions. And I can sleep well at night because if I fail, at least, okay, oh, that was my decision. I'm not going to put my life, my career into the hands of somebody else. And I would encourage everybody. It's a lot easier to forgive yourself for a bad decision than it is to than, than to ha have to forgive somebody else where you have animosity towards that person. You know anything about that, Courtney? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, think I do. I you know a little bit about that. <laughs> you always put me out there. Yes, I know a lot uh, about that. Um, just just struggling um, with that whole forgiveness aspect, something I'm very familiar with. So. Yeah, guys, we actually did a, a show. This was one of those shows we did on the low. It was probably like a, a beauty shop talk Wednesdays, like, you know what I'm saying, at some point. And, uh, but it was like, you know what I mean, it was a very chill, laid-back show, but it was on the importance of forgiveness, you know what I'm saying? And we really did that show. I mean, we put our foot all up in that show. It was unexpectedly. I shouldn't say unexpectedly, but it just, you know, like some of those shows that just kind of sneak up on you. Check that out if you if you get some time when you're, you know, perusing through the uh, the archives. Check it out. 
But yeah, let's get into it. Though. I want to talk about marrying the game. Do you watch that show, Courtney? Are you into these reality shows? What's up with that? I'm not into that one, but I did uh, watch a couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, this is just very, um, very interesting. Very interesting. Yet it's actually realistic at the same time because that's how a lot of black relationships are operating at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah. Speaking of reality shows, before we, because you know, I have a whole thing that I really want to get into with, uh, with um, you know, that that marrying the game thing. But and and just so you know, we're gonna do a live show on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've been kind of, I've been letting that mentally marinate for a little while. We did a, um, we did a, uh, well, you know, obviously we had Nene Leaks on the show a couple years ago. We had. Um, Lisa Wu Hartwell a couple on the show a couple years ago. They kind of gave us some behind the scenes. We actually had a lot of reality shows on the show over the years, um, but we've never actually done. We've you know mentioned things here and there, but what I'm going to do, and I can guarantee this is going to be one of the best shows ever, is really break down like step by step by step all of the characters and their levels in, in different ways and forms of emotional unavailability from Nene to Phaedra, to Kim, to Candy, to freaking, you know, I don't Kenya Moore, even though we did a whole show kind of on her on uh, on last week's show on uh, how to avoid being 40 and single. But all of the housewives in their own way are really great teaching tools for how not to be in regards to their relationships. Is that one of those shows that you follow at all? Yes, I've been following it since the beginning. I'm I have too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of the shows that we that we watch uh, pretty pretty regularly. So yeah, I mean, I, yo, honestly, on the low, I, I might mess around and do that that show tomorrow. So yeah, just yeah, that's the thing, man. I don't know what y'all be doing. Yo, know, every night is a must here. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, I'll keep you posted on exactly when that when that show will be. Um, but yeah, you know, there was a question posted in the group from somebody. Uh, I forget who it was, but I did. I wanted to make sure I touched on it before we get into too deep into tonight's topic. Question was: Are there any men who are who are genuinely um, willing to wait for sex? You know, wait, I'm talking about waiting for marriage. Is anybody passionate? Are there any men out there who really have no problem? Waiting for sex and Courtney, I want to let you. Uh, it was a pretty interesting debate on the uh, in the thread or on, in the group. Uh, pretty interesting thread. Uh, what, what answer would you give to that question? If there are people listening who may uh, needed who may need some clarification on that, because you know, I mean, just to kind of set it up a little bit more. There, are, I agree. There are a lot of bastards out here. I'm talking about cold-hearted bastards who will lie to you who will manipulate you, who will sell you these pipe dreams of building a future with you, but at the end of the day, they will have sex with you and then break your heart. You know, those men are out there. I don't want, you know, I don't want to act like they're not. So, and those and not only are they out there, they greatly outnumber the 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 number of elite men in the world. The Bible even refers to elite men as one in a thousand. Okay? So, these are things that we want to kind of just touch on because it, I can see how, as a woman, those statistics might be a little discouraging. What would you say to that? Que- uh, you know that that question, Courtney. That's a good question, and it, it, it was something. Um, you know, that's the mentality I used to have at one point. Um, I used to think that um, 
I actually think the black men couldn't wait. It was just like, you know, they had to have it, and if you weren't giving it up, then they were moving on to the next one. And I think um, what a lot of women um, fail to realize is, you know, there are men out there that will wait um, for you and will wait until marriage for you. But the key thing is um, you have to make sure that you're that woman um, that they, you know, they envision as a wife. Um, if you are that woman, then they'll have no problem waiting, you know, because they see a future with you. If you're not, you know, if you aren't that woman, um, then, of course, they're going to act like it's just, you know, uh, they have to have it, and they're going to give the impression that they can't wait because sex is all that they want from you. And so I used to ask that question, just speaking from personal experience, I used to ask that all the time because, that's how men treated me, but looking back in hindsight, I realized why men couldn't wait um, to have sex with me because that's all they wanted. And so it's just all about making sure that, you know, you're that woman. And if you're not, that's fine. You know, you you can still work on yourself, but it's just important just to do some self-reflection, I'd say. Right. No, yeah, yeah, Courtney, yeah, just keep talking for a little bit more while I, while I put this word together and word with friends. I'm trying No, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, y'all know I be multitasking, right? You know what I'm saying? Can't waste any time, man. You know, I'm just messing around. No, but no, I do uh I do get down with words with friends. I'm 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 undefeated, you know what I mean, since I've gotten my my swagger back, so to speak. So I had a couple of losses when I was getting, you know, getting getting used to the whole you know, the whole thing. But but I wait till I, I get on there. Wait I'm until a I problem. Get on. Okay. All right, cool. That's what's up. But um, yeah, my username is Dayton Tolbert. In case anybody wants to add, now, now I can't promise you I'll play. Like I get a lot of sometimes it's be like, do you want to accept this? I'm like, nope, nope, don't want to play you. You know what I mean? But no, it is, it is what it is. No cycles allowed. Um, what I was gonna say is, you know, yo, no, so absolutely great advice, Courtney. Absolutely great advice. And what I always tell them, you guys have heard this a million times. This is in my second book, Ask Dayton, uh Sex, Dating, and Relationships, Volume One. Which is um, I don't talk about that book a lot, but probably one of the main reasons I'm going to re-release it. Got a lot of y'all know how many books I've written. I've written like five books, man. I'm just going to start re-releasing them. But you guys know the first one being re-released is the love we had, which is coming out Valentine's Day. Going to kill the whole game. You know, what I mean, the greatest love story of all time, the realest book of all time, the realest love story. Get it? Valentine's Day is going down. Um, but you know, I was going to say in my my second book was is actually Ask Data on Sex Dating Relationships Volume One, and in there I have a quote that says, "Men have absolutely no problem waiting for sex; they only have a problem waiting for sex with women who they only want to have sex with." And and Courtney did a great job of summarizing that because that's what it is. As a man, I've met tons of women in my life. You know who I who I've said. You know what I'm talking about. After one conversation, I, it's not going anywhere. You know I'm not going to wife you up. You're not going to be my girlfriend. You're not meeting my mom. So a lot of times, you know, there's nothing else more to do. You know, depending on what stage that man is in in his life. If he's in that dog stage, if he's in the player stage, well then, only thing there is to do is you know he's probably just going to have, have sex with you. You know, he's not bringing you home to mom. So you and uh, and of course on top of that, if there is 
uh, don't let there be like an overly sexual vibe that's being given off, uh, over, you know, some uh, some type of flirtatiousness, um, severe emotional unavailability. You got you're dating multiple men. I mean, these men these men are just gonna smash. Now, on the flip side of that, though, if you have if you're dealing with a man who views you as his future wife, okay. I'm talking about somebody who sees promise in you, he sees a future there. That man is not going to be overly consumed with getting into your pants. That's not like if you're so what am I saying just to be clear? A lot of women, they 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 update their statuses, they're complaining in the group, they're saying different things about all these men, they just want one thing. If you're dealing with a man who only wants one thing, it's not that he wants one thing, because keep in mind, all men want wives. So if he only wants one thing from you, then what does that tell you? Okay? Or either there's some serious things going on with you that need to be addressed emotionally, or two, you're dealing with a man who clearly is only in the dog or player stage, which either way, you still got to look internally, because you've got to ask yourself, why am I attracting those types of men. So either way, you know, self-reflection is always uh, the best way to go. But, yeah, to answer the young woman's question, men absolutely have no problem waiting for sex, okay? Elite men have no problem waiting for sex. Now, you're dealing with these thugs, losers, and liars, these hypocrites, these psychos, then, yeah, absolutely. You know, they're just going to be trying to play, get into the pants. You're going to have to end up playing tug-of-war with the panties, you know, Courtney, you ever end up playing tug of war with the panties? Oh on a gosh! Saturday, on a Saturday night? Yeah. Talking about something? No, 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 no! Stop, 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 stop! Yeah, I, I know all about it. And we, you know, as women, we need to really stop doing that. Like, we will like strip all the way naked and then still have the nerve to be playing games with the man and acting like we don't want to do it. I mean, come on, you're either doing it or you're not. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, ladies, I mean, listen, and I'm not, you know, there's never an excuse. We actually did a, a very classic show. I think it was a, I know it was a Keeping It Real Fridays, and I, it it was uh, me and Gerald, and uh, the, the name of the show was When No Means Yes, you know, and, and a lot of times it, it, it actually does mean yes because I've actually personally had sex with women who have said no, you don't understand? I'm talking about no, no, stop, 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 stop. You know, holding the panties up with the, with the grip, with the freaking vice grip on, you know what I mean? Like holding on for dear life, butt naked. The only thing left on is the panties, you know what I'm saying? But then talking about some no. And I say, okay, that's cool. All right, well, look, why don't you get your clothes on? And then they want to start kissing again. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, what's all that for? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, done that. I, I've done that before. I'm, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna press you. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, a rapist or anything like that. I'm not pressed either way. You can put your clothes back on a bit if you're gonna be like that. Because the reality is, many women have gotten this. They've they've bought into the myth that it's if it's too easy, then men won't respect me. I have to make him work for it, and then he'll respect me. Steve Harvey has lied to millions of women and said, don't give it up on the first date, but make him wait 90 days. Then he will treat you differently than he would if he would have only had sex with you on the first night. 
that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I swear, I've heard a lot of things, but in my whole entire life, that's the stupidest and most. It's not even stupid. It's just a bold-faced lie that makes no sense. Any man, I've never met a man. Ladies, hear this. And I'm not a hater. That's why, I mean, you ask, you do your own surveys. Ask any man you know, how do you feel about that 90-day rule? I promise you, there's not a man on the planet who will tell you it makes one thread of sense. Not a man on the planet. Never, never, you will never meet a man, nowhere, that agrees with that. Yet millions of women think it's the thing. The thing about it is, a lot of women think this. Let me clear the air right now. It's not about how long you make them wait. It's not about the struggle you put up when you're in the midst of the sex. It's whether or not you actually have sex. That's what y'all don't get. It's not the, the, the length of time. It's just, do did you do it or did you not do it? You're still going to be viewed as a hoe whether you give it up on the first date after making him wait 30, 40 minutes into it or if you make him wait a month. He's still not going to respect you. The key is he has to have feelings for you. I'm not talking about feeling you, but he has to genuinely have feelings for you. Somebody will say, well, you know, the freaks out there say, well, I want to have sex. How do I know when he has feelings for me? That's the point. You won't. That's why you got to stop having sex. Just don't do it. Because there is no way to know. Quentin, you think if you were dealing with me that you would know if I genuinely had feelings for you or if I was just pretending to have feelings for you just to smash? Probably not. I wouldn't know. Absolutely not. No, probably. I could tell you straight up you wouldn't know. Nobody would know. That's why That's why so many women genuinely get their hearts broken because they think that they knew. They were so sure that I was the only one, so sure that he wasn't having sex with anybody else. So sure that he saw a future with me. But then after that sex, you weren't so sure. The calls slowed down. The date stopped. The good morning text messages stopped. I know all about that. You know, and the reality is, ladies, you just got to stop having sex. There's no easy way around it. That's why the Bible speaks so adamantly. Guys, last week when we were doing a lot of reruns, one of those shows was uh was sex ain't better than love, not how men feel about sex, but how does God feel about sex? You know what I'm saying? And the effects of sex. And uh, if you guys you know caught it, you know what I'm talking about. Classic show, and there's no there's no easy way around this stuff. So so yeah, definitely check check all these shows out, man. But yeah, so that's that's that. Just don't just just if and I'm gonna tell you what to do. But if you want to be taken seriously. If you don't want to be viewed as a hoe, if you don't want to get your hearts broken, ladies, stop letting these dudes smash on a Friday night at 3 o'clock in the morning after you talk. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you, I'm feeling like keeping it real tonight, man. There was this one. I've never, I've never told this story. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced in my life, going out in the clubs. This chick went to this club on a Sunday night, and the fellas know. They probably, man, I, won't, I won't even say the name of the club, but there was this popular... Actually, what the hell? Who cares? It was actually called Lowy's, okay? If you guys know, if you're from Philly, there's a cup called Lowy's. And this was like one of those exclusive spots back in the day when I was clubbing. After after the niggas found it, after a certain point, it got ghetto. 
You know what I'm saying? But when I was going, it was just like you had to know somebody to get in. It was like one of those things the bouncer didn't let you in. It was like the, the, the best men, the best women. It was just like a nice spot. But somehow the, the freaks found their way up in there. We're all in the back of the club twisted at like two, club closed at like three. And I'm sitting up there like just like room is spinning, laid up in the back of the back of the club. And this, this, this freak chick is literally like giving me a lap dance. You know what I'm saying? Like not like this is a club. This isn't a strip club. It's like a regular club. I just happened to be sitting down, and she just was like, like dancing on me, like a lap dance, and like the whole like last thirty forty minutes of the night. So I'm like, look, what's up, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, what's going on? I said, you know, where you, you know what you doing after this? So we go back to to her crib. She lived not too far. I think she was like a student or something, um, not too far from downtown wherever we were at, and um, long story short, one thing led to another. Chick is up. I bet you could probably hear a pin drop, Courtney, around across the country. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> what happened next? <laughs> Keep going, Dana. Don't you stop. <laughs> Don't you tell this story. Freaking psychos out there, man. They start talking about sex. Everybody wants to tune in, man. But look, so I'm, I'm chilling, and long story short, after get, literally giving me a lap dance it, in the club, she wants to try to act like the sex isn't going down. I'm talking about literally tug of war with their panties. And I'm like, I played the game. Cause I'm, and and I, was, I think I actually, no, I think I might have told this story a couple weeks ago, actually, now I think about it. But long story short, I'm trying to get them down. And the main thing with me is I wouldn't, normally I wouldn't have been pressed. But at that, like I said, it was a Sunday night. I was the branch manager at the bank. I had to be up it you know, 6 o'clock in the morning the next day, and it was already 3 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, look, if if I'm going to do this, I, I at least, I mean, it would be nice to at least have gotten some at that point. And she wanted to be on that uh, on that Aaliyah stuff. If if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. I said, no, nah, I'm not, that's not what this is. So needless to say, okay, I left pissed 4 o'clock in the morning at that point. No sleep. Worked about a good eight-hour day, and, you know, that just kind of taught me a lesson, a very valuable lesson. At that point, it, it just wasn't worth it. And I think the one of the problems is that a lot of women, they, they look at you. I could tell that she liked me, you know, and, and, and after she got me there, after her buzz, because she was definitely drunk in the club, but after the buzz were, were, uh, wore off, she kind of saw, like, okay, this is a nice guy. We got to talk, and she didn't want to come off like that. But obviously she was going to give it up if if I would have stayed. I think she wanted me to, like, spend the night. And I'm like, look, I'm not not doing that. You ever been that, that woman, Courtney? What do you mean? The that woman was playing games. Playing games, wanting yes. to be liked by the guy who yeah. only wanted you for sex, but yeah. you were trying to make it something else. Yeah, that's like my life story. <laughs> I mean, that's where I was um, before, you know, I started listening to your show. That's, that was my life. Um, and I remember one story specifically where I had this guy come over. It was like after the club, same thing. It was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, tug of war with the panties. And I, 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 I liked him, and I wanted him to take me seriously. It's, it's funny how these stories are so similar. And um, I didn't give it up because I just, you know, wanted more. I was expecting a relationship. 
And I remember him saying, like, he had to go downstairs for something. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm laying in the bed, and I hear a door slam. <laughs> the door slammed like he left, didn't say anything, just left. And um, I saw him on campus after that, but he never, ever spoke to me after that. So, yeah, I used to play those games all the time. Ladies, do you – I think it's it's important to, to tell the ladies that – and I've, we've, we've gone into detail with this on a number of shows, but just in a nutshell, and this is probably you know one of the main problems in, in as far as the discrepancy between how men think and how women think. You guys just don't understand that we absolutely the, the anger and the disgust. I almost want to use the term hate that exists after you give it up prematurely is unparalleled. I mean, there's nothing worse than it. You know what I'm saying? There's no way to have sex with a man and that man respect you the next day prior to him having significant feelings for you. Do you guys get that? I don't think the ladies get that, Corey. I mean, they think that, oh, yeah, it's just sex. I like him. Yeah, he likes me. We'll just go ahead and have some good sex. That's not how it works. Not at all. It doesn't work like that at all. And it's it's funny because after it's all said and done and we want the relationship you know, they won't speak to us anymore, and then we'll find out through Facebook that he's in a relationship with someone. And that's a horrible way to find out, but that's how a lot of women find out, like through the Internet, and they were expecting something with that man. They were hoping a relationship was going to come out of it. So it's sad. Yeah, that's exactly what it is is said. Another question that was posted in the group was, um, in regards to, you know, is in your opinion, what's the biggest reason – why black men looking for wives aren't committing to black women like they used to. You look at relationships like my parents, you know, my, the relationship of my grandparents and many of your grandparents. Like back when I was growing up, there were a whole, it was like everyone had parents. Like all my homies had a mother and father. I had a mother and a father. There were very few single, like my friends and people I knew being raised by single parents. Now you look around, it's like, you know, what the heck is going on? So, you know, I mean, there weren't even friends with benefits situations like that back in the day. Not not like that, not like it is today. Now it's just like, you know, it's accepted. It's just not even as accepted, it's encouraged. And uh, and it's even what many women pursue because they've, they've brainwashed or allowed themselves to be brainwashed that it's something favorable about being single. And independent, this wave of, you know, the black culture is the only culture in the world. Black women specifically are the only culture in the world that that holds being single up to on this pedestal. There's no culture like that. No, not white women, not Asian women, not like Indians, not even not Native Americans. You know, no culture loves or claims to love or boasts about being single no culture in the world except blacks and that is that's nothing but brainwashing by the powers that be to put you guys into that mentality everybody you look at sex in the city all those women want love you know they love the idea of love you got these these you know country singers all their stories are about either about falling in love or getting over heartbreak hoping to try to get that love back you know, it's you know, you look at everywhere. It's all around you. Love, 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 love. You know, in a black woman, 
I N D E P N E independent. Neo's making independent woman song. Every everybody's independent. You know, all my single ladies. That's that's brainwashing by the black community. You don't hear Lady Gaga singing about that crap. And you wonder why black men aren't committing like they used to. What man do you know wants a woman who says she doesn't want a man? That's ludicrous. Nobody wants that. But, Courtney, you, you had that mentality at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I remember at one point um, I – and it wasn't like I didn't really mean that when I would, you know, boast about being single. I was actually very unhappy, but I didn't want everyone else to know that. Like many black women, you want to put up a facade for your friends or uh, family because you don't want them to know that you're falling apart, and you don't want them to know, you know, you're crying yourself to sleep every night. And it's it's just a lonely um, place to be. And I only did that. I only bragged about the single life because. Um, I, at the time, I couldn't understand why um, men didn't want to take me seriously. So, you know, the only types of situations I would, you know, um, encounter would be the friends with benefits situation. So in my head, I'm like, well, something's better than nothing. And so let me just take this and brag about how I'm attracting all these men and make it seem like, you know, I'm just not really into them. And that's what a lot of black women do, and it's crazy. We need to really be real with ourselves, and like we always talk about, we need to self-reflect and figure out why are we attracting these men in the first place? Like, why are we single? Yeah, I mean, that's it's funny. You know, when you ask that question, I, I remember turning on a uh, you know a popular radio station in, in Philly, um, you know, probably about a couple months ago, and it, you know that was a topic. Why are so many black women single? And they were taking calls. And it was interesting because everybody who was calling in was automatically talking about the no good men, the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, the men who are afraid of commitment, the the men who were in jail, the men who were like it's funny it's it's amazing that people are are automatically conditioned to talk about what's not out here. They're automatically conditioned to talk about who men who they wouldn't even want to be with to begin with. Instead of focusing on, well, okay, I know that most men, you know, aren't mar- most black men aren't marriage material. I get that. But there are some black men out here. You know what I'm saying? There are some godly men. There are some professional men. There are some men who aren't homosexuals. I don't really want to say homosexuals, but I'm just going to keep it politically correct and say homosexuals. But, you know what I'm saying? There are some actually genuine elite men out there who are looking for wives. So the question should be, what's going on in their minds? What's the, what are their conversations like with their friends? What are some reasons why those men looking for wives, who will tell you straight up, I'm looking for a woman that had to make the mother of my children, what do they say? You know, the answer to that question can actually be answered any night on this show, but specifically on Barbershop Talk Tuesdays, where we get the fellas from around the country. We actually the best barbershop talk Tuesdays of all time, in my opinion, was the one where we entitled just that. Why are so many black women single? Just Google that and you you can hear all the answers. That's the, I mean, I'll put that up against any show ever produced in the history of, of radio. You you guys listen to that show and find me any show on any network by any talk show host that was more entertaining and more in, and informative than that. 
and you know, I give I give you a prize. I give you cash. You know what I mean? You guys can be top that show or find me somebody that can top that show. You remember that show, Courtney? That's that's when you had the thread going in the group. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like every Tuesday though. Like all all of the um barbershop talk shows are just great. It's awesome. Because I think we might have to do another one tomorrow, man. You know, just keep it going, man. That's the thing. I'm just trying to take this show to a whole new level. You know what I'm saying? Time for fun and games is over. We're going to the new year. Every year, you know, Pete, we've been doing this show for five years, and some of you that were 30 started out listening to this show. You're now 35. You know what I'm saying? Some of you who are 35 when we first started, you're pushing 40 at this point. It's not no more time to waste. I mean, none of us are getting younger. You know, how much time do you want to waste? If you, I mean, right now, if you want love, if you want to stop this cycle of only attracting the psychos, you know that you're dealing with depression. You know that you still have feelings for an ex. You know you have trust issues. Whatever you're struggling with right now, you need to call 855-55-DATON, and you need to ask to speak to me, or you need to ask to speak to Courtney. Either one of us can help you. We'll do a free 30-minute session with you where all your questions will be answered, and we'll start the process of, of fixing those issues that are keeping you single. If you're not self-reflecting and you're not actively trying to change your life, you will be single indefinitely, I promise you. You know, I, again, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I've never said this before, but, Courtney, I think you may have to agree with me, especially as you counsel more women. I mean, I'm starting to think there's no such thing as an emotionally available single woman. Well, you, I know that's a bold statement right there. A lot of single women are going to be pissed off at me. But I'll tell you why I say that. If you look at 70% of black women who are single, you know what I mean, a lot of the, the you know the issues that exist, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to blame you all, because I, I personally have been responsible for the emotional unavailability of many women myself. So I'm not saying, like, it's, I mean, obviously you have to take some responsibility, but I, I understand that a lot of it is because of the issues we talked about on Friday night. You fall in love with the wrong guys, these guys being bastards, dogging you, breaking your heart, and you guys never getting over it, which we'll actually talk about when we get into uh, this whole marrying the game thing in a few seconds. But the reality is, biblically, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. We're all put here, you know, to love. God isn't trying to waste any time. He's playing matchmaker with emotionally unavailable women and putting them with elite men. That's what he does. So if you're not being found, I always say single women, excuse me, great women don't stay single for long. I've personally counseled. I'm coming up on almost 400 um, uh, counseling sessions that I've done, 400 women personally, you know, that I personally work with, and I've never done a free 30-minute session with an emotionally available woman. At the end of that session, we've always determined and found at least one thing that would keep them single forever. You understand that? This is deep stuff right here, Courtney. I mean, what do you think about that statement? Is that too bold of a statement? No, I mean it's it's true. I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, because I think a lot of us, when we think of um emotionally unavailable, we think like, oh, you know, she's a psycho or she's you know crazy or whatever. E- emotional unavailability is. I mean, that could just be like one, it could be one thing that's keeping you single. It doesn't have to be like, 
um, a whole. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch of things. It could be one small, uh, one thing, and that could be keeping you single. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, that yeah. Well, that, that's good job, but and that's where that's why we do these shows. If you guys missed it, Google the definition of emotional unavailability, where we literally did a three-hour show where we outlined you know, every possible form of emotional unavailability. So you can know, like, whoa, that's me. Or, whoa, okay, that seems like me. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person, because I counsel a number of great women, great women, who will make great wives. Many of them have gone on to become great wives after being emotionally unavailable. They work their way towards emotional availability, and their their, their husband has found them. You guys hear these testimonies. I have, a, you know, thousands of testimonies. You know, so that's not a problem. It's just you got to take the first step. You know, as, as like I said, getting back to these these reality shows, this is a great example of what we're talking about right now. Kenya Moore. Now we did a whole show on her, so I don't want to do too much on her because I really want to get into uh, the game and uh, what's the name, Tiffany. But I was actually watching yesterday's episode. I mean, and the stuff that she does is is you know it's absolutely mind-boggling. That women, and I'm not, I say women because, like, she, the stuff that she does, it's like she, she claims, okay, I want to be a wife. I, I'm ready for, for kids. I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife. I want to, you know, that life, that family life. I'm done playing in the field. But then she gets in that, that, like, boy crazy phase. Like, she just gets all horny and stuff and starts acting stupid. Do you, I mean, did anybody see yesterday? Courtney, did you see last night? Yeah, I, I did see last night. She was she was acting crazy, but that was myself five years ago. So like crazy, like like she yeah. probably would have let the, like let let her dude and, and, and Apollo run a train on her. Like you know what I mean? If they were down with it, that's how like I've I can tell you all the stories. I've been with women like that before. You know, I've had Kenya Moore jump offs before. I know all about her. I've had the beauty pageants winners. You know, I'm talking about. The the women who are absolutely gorgeous and on the outside, you know, looking in, the professionals. The, like, she's a very successful woman, Miss USA, um, very articulate, very well-spoken, has her own production company, you know, actress, been in some movies, you know, things like that. You know, but behind closed doors, that's where the problems start, ladies. Nobody cares about your resume. She probably looks at herself as this great woman because of all her accomplishments, and they are, they, you know, they're impressive. But the only problem with that is elite men aren't impressed. You know what I mean? I'm, I've never been impressed by a woman's uh, resume or, you know, educational portfolio or none of that. You know, it's about who are you personality-wise, who are you emotionally, and what type of respect do you have for your body? This woman walks around with her breasts out. I mean, she has huge breasts. Walks around with no bra on half the time, you know. She cleavage all the time. She goes away on a trip. I mean, this, this, and honestly, I've, I watch a lot of reality TV. Me and my wife, and I don't think I've seen anything more ridiculous than what she did on last night. She's claiming she's claiming she's with this dude. She's claiming I want you to be my husband. I want to marry. She's not even in a relationship with dude, this dude. They're not even together, and she's talking about marrying him. He's just playing her the whole time. He just play every time she brings it up. He plays her. 
You know what I mean? This dude is, he's just, you notice that, Courtney? Yeah, that's why I started laughing. He plays the crap out of her every single time. They have not had one substantial conversation about marriage that they've televised. Every single time, she she just like, she's almost begging this guy to, for a ring, and he he's just like very subtly playing her. You know what? I've been seeing somebody play a woman like like that bad about a serious matter. When was the last time that happened on reality TV? Let's see if you know I, what I'm talking about. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. What happened? The the, what the mo- I've never seen a man play a woman like that on a matter that serious since Floyd Mayweather played Chili. Uh. <laughs> Remember he played her? This chick is sitting up there pouring her heart out, playing her. She, what did he say? He was, she was like, he's like, she's like, so what? You just gonna? She's like, you gonna hear me say all this, and you just not gonna say anything? He's like, I don't want to say anything right. He said, I don't want to say everything right now because if I say anything right now, I'm not gonna have anything to say to you later. Like just playing her, and he laughed after he said it. And she's like, oh, you making jokes? He just, he just was cracking up. And, and ladies, I'm not trying to make y'all feel bad, but if it's that much of a struggle to get a man to love you to get a man to commit to you, he doesn't want you, okay? When a man wants you, when a man loves you, he is going to be the aggressor. He is going to make things happen. All men want wives. Why on earth would you have to beg us to be a wife? Why would you have to beg a man for a ring? He already wants a wife. It may not be you, but all that means is you've got to get your self-esteem weight up and just walk away and acknowledge, like, okay, cool, this man doesn't want me. That's cool. Somebody else will. God's got my back. That's why it's so important to have that foundation of God so that that will give you that confidence. Because without God, you won't have the confidence necessary to walk away after you've given a man your body. It's not easy to walk away after you give your man a body, is it, Courtney? No, it's not. It's not. Like, just because just I'm a man, don't think I don't know everything about women. I know it all. I know what goes through your heads, ladies, the moment he ejaculates. That's why, just so y'all know, that's why my books are so good. That's why the love we had is so good. Because not only do I write from a male perspective, there's nothing, I mean, I, I write from a female perspective as well. You know what I'm saying? I do that great. You guys are going to see a lot more books from me in, in the future. I have a book uh, I'm working on right now, actually. It's called Can't Let Go, and the entire book is from a female perspective. Shout out to Eric Jerome Dickey, who inspired me, man. He still inspires me. He's one of my favorite writers, great writer. He wrote this book called um, The Other Woman. You ever read The Other Woman, Courtney? Yes. I you know about that, that? Yeah, I read it in, uh, when I was in college, yeah. That book is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's one of the greatest books of all time, man. That and it, But the book, did you, I don't even want to – uh, ruin it for anybody, but that book, the entire book, is written from a female perspective, and I, I do that, I do that as well. And if I knew you, you get a chance to read, can't let go. Look out for. I might post an excerpt in the group at some point, make an exclusive excerpt from a book that's not even finished yet. That's how I wrote the love we had. You, you weren't around back then, but shout out to people who followed me on MySpace. I'm gonna tell you, you know how the love we had became a bestseller five, about six years ago, Courtney. How? How it happened? I, 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 you, my fans at that point helped me. They weren't even fans. They were just like my friends. Really, they didn't know anything. I was just a regular guy. I still am like regular guy. But there was, I had a lot of, I had like over five thousand friends on MySpace. And what I did was, 
giving away all my secrets, but that's how real I am. Who cares? Now, now everybody's going to write books like this. What I did was, as I was writing the book, I published the first six chapters, okay, right on MySpace, okay, chapter one, boom, and then like maybe a week later, two, three weeks later, post chapter two, a month later, post chapter three, and in the meantime, you know, at the, everyone is just like, oh my God, you know, because I mean? it was getting good, it was getting crazy, everybody wanted to know what happened next, so after the the book was done, you know what I'm saying? After, you know, I actually finished it. I made people wait about a good six, seven, eight months or whenever, however long it took to publish it. By that time, they had they had, they had read half the book or about a quarter of the book. And they're like, well, yo, what happened? So I already had a built-in audience when the book came out rather than me having to try to, you know, develop an audience and market the book. People were already waiting for the book. Some of the how a lot of you guys who haven't read it are waiting for it now. Gosh, man, I should, I should just like, I'm like a marketing guru. You know what I mean? No, sir, that does work for all you, all you self-published authors out there looking for new and uh, intuitive ways to, you know, publish and market a book. I also do, I do literary consultation, too. Thinking about helping a number of uh, artists launch, you know, books over the years and market books. So if anybody needs any type of literary consultation, or you, if you're thinking about writing a book or, you need help marketing your book. You're a self-published author who has only sold about 10 books total. I'll help you sell hundreds and maybe even thousands. So email me at info at trctoday.com. And we'll do a free 30-minute session consultation. But look, so that's um, that's Kenya Moore, you know, on, on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And, and, you know, but where I was going with that is one of the most ridiculous things that I've seen her do or anybody do in reality TV is, She's blatantly flirting with another woman's husband, not only right in front of Phaedra, but right in front of the dude who she's claiming that she wants to be married to. I mean, blatantly, not even like a little bit. She's like, oh, damn. She's like, look at you. Look at you, Apollo, looking all buff. Ugh. Everything is looking good over there. Like going on for like five minutes, talking about how sexy this dude was. I mean, like, who does that? Somebody with low self-esteem and didn't get love as loved, you know, as a child. That's what's going on with her. I, I, well, clearly, I mean, she she's going into detail about um, exactly, you know, how she didn't get love as a child and her mom didn't want her and stuff like that. But I'm just looking like, yo, you can't like a lot of women. They get drunk, you know, and they not. I can't even. I mean, some women get drunk, and but then other women they just get into this. This like horny mode. This like this. They get. They just want want to get their backs blown out, and they start doing things, and they start saying things that that will put men into the mindset of, "Wow, I could never see myself being with this woman." And it's really unfortunate because a lot of you don't even realize that you do it. Because if you looked at like that scene, and then like the next scene after that, she was back to normal, back into that other place, talking to dude about, you know, how she wants to be his wife. And he's looking like, don't you know you were just flirting with another dude right in front of me? It's crazy. We did a classic show, one of the most classic shows of all time, uh, entitled How Stellar Got Her Groove Back, where we broke down. I might I might have to rebroadcast it. Me and Morgan, that was such a classic show, one of my favorite shows of all time, where we took that movie with, with Stella and Winston 
and broke it down. It was such an informational show, informative show, I should say, on why men treat women the way they do. You look at uh, uh, Stella in the movie, how she was flirting with other dudes in front of Winston, disrespecting Winston in front of her friends, and he's just sitting there looking. But yet, and still, she's acting like she wants to be married to this dude. And there's no way in hell you can disrespect a man and, and, and try to, you know, insult his manhood and still expect that man to look at you in the in the manner a man would look at it as his wife. It's just not going to happen. My wife knows she never, we, we, you know, we may talk, have some arguments or things behind closed doors, but she knows not to disrespect me. She knows not to insult my manhood. And that's, I mean, that's, that's just a true testament to of a great woman. You know what I'm saying? Certain things need to be kept behind closed doors. Nobody, no, hear this, ladies. A lot of y'all cussing your men out publicly, and, and y'all wonder why he's having sex with other women. We will not be disrespected by our woman. Not the woman we're going to be with for the rest of our lives. That will not happen. He now, now he may lie to you. He may act like he's going to still wife you. He may string you along. You thought that that drop that drop, you know, uh, you know that when y'all got into it, that you know, cops had to come and you know, people friends pulling y'all apart and y'all fighting this and that. I mean, nobody's going to be with you like that. That's not how husbands look at their wives. Hear what I'm saying to y'all, ladies. Do you fight publicly with your man? If the answer to that question is yes, I can guarantee, no matter what he's telling you, he's not going to marry you. I don't care if you got a $400 bubblegum ring or not. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That wedding ain't going to happen. Courtney, what do you think? Am I lying to the people? No, no, you're telling the truth. And that's the worst thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Courtney. No, you know, I get hyped. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say that's the worst thing to see um, a couple arguing in public. It's just, it's crazy how you see black women try to tear their man down. It's just like, really? But little do they know, or maybe they do know, you know, he's sleeping with other women. And that's kind of what's going on with the show. Um, that we're about to talk about. So right, right, right. And, and if I could just tell y'all one more thing too, like, <clears throat> yo, I know what it's like when you put a man into that 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 mode of feeling like he wants to fight. You know, obviously he can't fight his woman, but like if he wants to fight, if you get him to the point of being that angry, and some women just don't know when to just shut up. They don't know when to just back off. They know he's getting there. They're pushing him. They're pushing him. Pushing him. You know what I'm saying? And they just don't know when to just let it go, like 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 the chick on on on, on um Tiffany, marrying the game. She just doesn't know when to shut up. Sometimes, yo, you push a man to that point, he's gonna go to France and have sex with somebody else. You push a man to that point, he's gonna go have sex with his ex. You push a man to that point. He's going to go somewhere and pay for some sex. Am I saying that behavior is right? No, I'm not. Absolutely not. You shouldn't even probably be with a man like that anyway where you're fighting like that because that's a clear sign that that's not a man, the man that God has for you. So the relationship is destined for failure anyway. But what I'm saying to you, I don't want to lie to you all. I know what that's like. 
I know I've gotten the phone call at twelve o'clock. Yo, D, what's up, man? Saturday night, I'm asleep. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Yo, what you doing, man? I'm asleep. What's going on? Yo, come on, take this ride with me. Why? What's up? Nah, man, this bitch is tripping, man. I'm about to go. I'm about to go. We go about to hit this club, man. I gotta go find me a new chick. Yo, take a shower, man. Get get dressed. I'll be at your crib. Pick up in forty five minutes. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, man. You know what I mean? I feel like taking a ride. I throw on. You know what I'm saying? I'm being ripped. They, those I've done that. They're called going on missions. You know, fellas know what I'm talking about, man. And I'm not. I don't want you guys <clears throat> to be the recipient or on the bad end of those missions because those missions don't end well. Is it right? No, it's not right. It's actually damn wrong. These men are going to cheat on you. But the question that you guys as women need to be concerned about is why it's happening. What's his frame of mind, you know, what made him make that call to me? Why did he call Tyrone? Y'all, you know, a lot of women picked up on that phrase Erica Badu came out with, you better call Tyrone. Yeah, he'll call Tyrone, but guess what him and Tyrone are going to go and do? Guess where they're gonna end up once she once he calls Tyrone and he comes picks he picks you up. Ex girlfriend caught herself putting me out on the side of the road on Roosevelt Boulevard here in Philly. You know we went to the movies one time. She got mad because we weren't even together. It was kind of one of those things we we're kind of still dealing with each other afterwards on on the boulevard. No, we went to the movies and we had a fight in the movie theater because she saw me texting somebody else in the movie theater. And I'm like, what's your problem? She had an attitude. I'm like, yo, if you have an attitude, we might as well leave. She gets up and walks out. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess we're leaving. So, and she drove that time. Normally, I drove, but long story short, I'm like, yo, what is your problem? You know how women go, nothing. I don't have no problem. Oh, uh, you don't have a problem? Okay. So you're just not talking for no reason. We just, what, what you made, made me waste twenty-seven dollars on this movie ticket, but you don't have a problem. So on the thing, we're arguing. I'm like, look, if you have a problem, man, you might, as, you know, I don't know what's your problem. You might as well let me out or something. She's like, you want to get out? Get out. So she pulled I'm like, look, I said, I was just joking. I'm not getting out on the boulevard. Yes, you are. Get out. I said, look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not getting out this car. Not here on the boulevard. I said, you pick me up at my crib, you're going to take me back to my crib. She said, get out of my car. She had the devil up in her, Courtney. Y'all know how y'all get when y'all, she, when she, she was going, she was perspiring and everything. I was like, yo, who are you right now? You know what I'm saying? I said, I don't even know who you are. You say you're like a different person. So I said, that's cool. I get out. I mean, I got out on the side of the highway, side of the boulevard. I said, look, I mean, but you know, and at that point, I'm mad. I said, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I said, if you, if I, I'm gonna get out the car, but guess what? I'm gonna have my homie pick me up, and I'm gonna go. Man, I said, I'm not even gonna have my homie pick. Me. She tried to play. She said, you better call Chuck. You better call your boy Chuck. I said, I call. I said, I'm not. I said, I'm not calling Chuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call, and I said, look, let me, matter of fact, let me show you who I'm going to call. So I, I showed her a picture that this woman had sent me of herself naked. And I said, this is who I'm going to call, and this is who is going to pick me up, and I'm going to go back to her crib. Oh, you know that pissed her off, Courtney. That really <laughs> pissed her off. You know what I'm saying? You know what she tried to do to me? What? On the side of the boulevard, this chick tried to scratch my face with her keys. She kept walking towards me. With, she had, like, the keys in her hand. And I'm like, yo, what you, yo, I said, yo, back up. What you doing? I said, I'm, I'm walking. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I already got my ride set up. You know, she said, oh, you do? Who's coming? I said, don't worry about who's coming. You weren't worried about that when you put me on the side of the road? She's like, no, who's, and she kept walking towards me. I said, yo, what you walking towards me for? 
You know what I mean? And she was going to try to swing on me. I said, look, if you swing on me, I said, I'm going to swing right back. I'm being honest with you. She had, so long story short, those situations don't end well. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Don't try to call a man's bluff. That You don't want to do that unless you're willing to deal with the consequences, unless you're willing to really – see, the problem is that a lot of women, they will, they will they'll, they'll have those fights, they'll have those arguments, but then in your minds, y'all will make up eventually. And the, the, the problem with that is when you take a man there, which we're about to talk about with this marrying the game thing, when you take a man to that point, there's no going back. There is no going back. A lot of I used to have an ex-girlfriend. We would have not. She had a real bad period. We would break up about once a month. Every month, when that when it was that time of the month, this chick went crazy. I hope she's listening. Psycho chick, certified psycho. Every month, this chick literally turned into like a like the the, the chick from from dust till dawn. Selma Hayek and from dust till dawn. Like you know, you, you might be too young for that. You don't know about no from dust till dawn. But How anyway, you know? How you, do you, you know? know? You don't know about that. Anybody who knows about From Dust Till Dawn when Selma Hayek turned into the monster, that's how this chick turned. Like, she just went crazy. And literally, we would break up once a month. She would st- try to cuss me out, argue, blow up, storm out, slam the door. And back in my my psych, my weirdo days, you know what I mean, I would, for whatever reason, you know, she would call and apologize, and I'd take her back, and you know. And those were, you know, it's it's weird. We would kind of you know get back together. That I after a while I just came to understand that that's just how she was. But in my mind, I knew that that relationship, which really wasn't even a relationship, I knew that it had an expiration date on it. Okay, like I know after a certain point, I no longer looked at her as my future wife. You know, I didn't break up with her. I was still there, but I knew that I was going to move on. And whereas she was still thinking, oh, yeah, we just had a fight. That's not how we think, ladies. It's deep stuff, man. Y'all don't, don't, you don't know how to think like men. You you can't and you never will. So so take, take these words of wisdom, listen to them. Stop flirting with these guys like Kenya's doing. She pushed Apollo in the pool, causing Apollo to pick her up, you know, and he's palming her ass. Why he put in put in a pool? Do you see that? Yeah, I did. I was just like, wow, that's interesting. He's straight palming it in front of everybody. If you missed it, go back and watch that. As he had her up on her shoulders, that's what you do when you're trying to let somebody, you know, smash. You know what I mean? That type of touchy feely stuff. That that basically lets a man know he could hit it. And and, and it's funny, man. A lot of times, and, and I'm oh, we're going in, and I'm just being real with y'all tonight because. So much stuff that nobody has ever that's there's so much stuff that's never been said in the history of talk radio that's all being said tonight. And this is I'm just this is nothing, man. I'm just talking to y'all. This isn't even it's like off the top. But stuff stuff we talk about, Courtney, just like, you know, regular stuff is the realest stuff that's ever been said in the history of talk radio. How how crazy is that? I know because I've never heard it anywhere else. This is this is crazy right now. How are we making history and we're just talking? This is just a regular conversation, but we're making radio history right now. You know what I mean? Amazing. But the reality is, um, you know, I don't even remember what the heck was I was what I was talking about, man. It doesn't even matter at this point. But look, I want to keep it moving because I do want to talk about uh, marrying the game. 
um, Jason and and Tiffany, their whole their whole situation. What, what do you? Let me ask you something, Courtney. What do you think about um, about their relationship? Um, I I think um, she. This is what I'll say. It was a lot of infidelity in that situation. And um, it's obvious that he's cheating on her, and it's obvious that she has very low self-esteem, and she doesn't, she can't walk away um, from it. Um, but it's a lot of things she's doing as well. So I'm not gonna let her off the hook. There are things that she are, that she's doing on on the show when I watch. You know, whenever they get into it or whatever, she always tells her girlfriend. She always tells the family. So I'm sure there are things that she did that may have contributed to the infidelity. Yeah, man. It's and I don't. Let me just kind of say something real quick. There is no, you know, rationalization, and there definitely is no justification for cheating. You know, if you guys have heard any of my, uh, you know, my shows on why men cheat and the reasons, I always start those shows off by saying there is no rationalization for cheating. So I don't want y'all to think we're, you know, we're blaming women for men cheating because that's not what it is. Blame and explaining reasons why things happen are two very different things. Our goal here on this show is to help women avoid it from happening to you. And, you know, the best way to avoid it from happening is really praying about your relationship and, and, and making sure that you're dealing with a man who, you know, obviously is the man that God has for you. Because a lot of y'all deal with these men, and you already know that they're not the man that God has for you. So what are you doing? But let's go, let's talk about this. Who, what is this Tiffany chick? Let's talk about her. She is obviously a, a successful, uh, independent woman. You know, I researched a little bit about her prior to being with uh, with the game. She's, uh, you know, a school teacher, um, has done some entrepreneurial things uh, in, in her life. And, uh, I mean, he's been, she's been like his ride-or-die chick for, you know, for a while. But, I've, you know, I mean, she seems like a cool chick, you know, outside of, of him. Or, some, or I should say someone who um, would appear to be a cool chick. But when you get, you know, obviously inside these relationships, it's a whole different story. You know, this is a side that you, you very rarely see the media cover. Very few, if any, really, I'm not going to say very few, no no media outlets really focus on the emotional issues of black women. You know, and any time you hear about black women in relationships, you're talking about, you know, what's wrong with black men. But what kind of woman are you? What kind of girlfriend are you? Do you have trust issues? Are you insecure? You know, do you nag? You know, like what, like, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just not talk about those things as if they don't matter because they do matter. Because if a man, if you if you're bringing certain things to the table that a man is not happy with, well, you can't expect him to marry you. And if he's not, if he's with you but not wanting to marry you because of the issues, it it comes across as oh he's afraid of commitment, right? He's intimidated by my success. No, it's none of those things. He just doesn't want to be with you. You know, I, I do some couples counseling. One couple came into my office, and they're, they're saying, well, I said, well, so what's going on? What's the problem? I mean, you guys love each other, right? She said, yeah, we love each other. But I said, what's up? Are you going to marry this woman? He said, man, I mean, I want to, but I can't feel comfortable marrying her until some serious issues are resolved for us. He said, Unless, he said as things stand now, I can't see myself 
marrying this woman. You know what I'm saying? He said, I love her, but he said, I'm not saying I'm trying to break up with her, but that's why we're here because I can't keep going with it like this. If you guys watched that Keisha Cole show, the dude, what's his name, Daniel, he said the same thing. The dude asked him, the, the therapist asked him, he's like, yo, if things continue like this, can you see yourself marrying her or, or continue being? He said, no, nah, I can't. He said, I can't see my, I can't do it. I can't go on like this. You know, how many of these, I mean, we need to see more of that. We need to, you know, get into the, the minds of men, like what's being said. You know, let's talk about this stuff. Now, we did a show, a classic barbershop talk, uh, maybe one of the best barbershop talks on uh, that we've ever done, entitled Good Girls Who Like Bad Boys, where we had the fellas from around the country talking about our experiences with, with these good girls who, who date the thugs, the gangsters, the you know, the ballers, and then get dogged, get their hearts broken, and then all of a sudden they want the nice guy. They want the good guy. Well, this is this seems like what's going on here. Because what happens is obviously, you know, Game is a, he calls himself a gangster rapper. He's got the tattoos all over his face. He's a member of the Bloods. You know, he's a gangbanger. He's, he's, he's talked about being shot seven times. He's talked about shooting people. He lives dr- selling drugs, you know, gangbanging. I mean, he's a Blood. You know, I mean, if you guys know anything about gang life, this guy is—he's a gang, a gang member. He's a criminal. You know what I mean? Like this, this guy is—he's not a nice guy. He's done bad things. You know, I think a lot of people look at these—they don't listen. Like you know what I mean? Like there's so many you know people in the entertainment industry, you know, who have who will tell you, like this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I've done. And they just don't listen. I'm talking about, you look at black women. They love Jay-Z. They love the fact that their idol is is married, you know what I'm saying, to Jay-Z, this successful businessman. Jay-Z is a convicted felon. He's admitted to stabbing Lance Unrivera. If you guys know anything about Lance Unrivera, just Google Jay-Z stabbing him. He, was, he pled guilty, stabbed the guy. Said he stabbed the guy. He raps about stabbing the guy. Got off with probation for stabbing somebody. Attempted murder. St- no, no jail time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, selling drugs. You know, you know, shooting, been shot at, shooting people, cutting people up. You know, burying them like like he's some type of mobster or something from Goodfellas. This is you know Beyonce's husband. Dogging women, calling women bitches and hoes. He referred to Beyonce as a bitch. They said, that's my bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Courtney, you want your, your future husband calling you a bitch? Absolutely not. You not want him to be a, a gangster? No, uh, no. No, An Illuminatist? <laughs> not at all. What about a devil no. worshiper? No. Hmm. Why not? Most black women do. I know, and that's a shame, and they don't even know it. Most of them won't even admit that, you know, Jay-Z and other men like that are into that. It's crazy. But they they tell you that they are right in their music. You mean you're saying that they that these women don't really listen to the music, they just bob their head because they like the beat? Yeah. They don't, they don't listen. They don't think that deep into it. Half the time they either listen to the lyrics or lusting after the rapper. 
Huh. Well, Kanye West said, most black women love Kanye West. He says, the Bible says, Jesus Christ says, thou shalt have no, no, no idols. You know, don't worship false idols, beware of false prophets, and have no God before me. Well, well, Kanye West in his in his song "Click" says, "Bow, bow down before me." Now we say, oh, I gotta find the lyrics. He says, "Um, I said, bow on our arrival, the your un-American idol." So he's basically, I mean, and it's, these lyrics are so informative. They they got these guys are so clever. They're everything that these guys do is intended to mock God. They're such blasphemous bastards that they are intentionally they will these guys will study the Bible and then I'm talking Beyonce too all of them they will study God's word and then make music specifically to make a mockery of it and these are the people who are selling millions and millions of records the and Beyonce is famous for doing this stuff she does it watch these videos I mean she does it in all her stuff so much of her music I, I catch it all. A lot of people don't even catch it. All her music is filled with blatantly blasphemous stuff. Jay-Z is the king of it. Kanye, Rihanna, all those people, that whole clique. You know what I mean? But Kanye West says, bow on our arrival, your un-American idol. Why would anybody, he's referring to himself as an idol. He's saying you're un-American idol, and he's telling people to bow on his arrival, which is basically, I mean, why would you bow to somebody who refers to themselves as an idol. When the Bible clearly says, don't worship idols. Ever, I mean, you, you catch that line, Courtney, or you missed it too? I missed it too. I mean, most people do. Listen to click. It's, you know, ain't nobody effing with my click, 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 click. You know, it's catchy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody turns the radio when it comes on. You know, it is what it is. But... These, this is devil music <laughs> You know what I mean These lyrics are crazy But I don't want to get too deep on y'all man I don't want to get too deep on y'all This world man this, this world is crazy Literally crazy But check out some of my shows Where we've talked about You know People selling their soul, souls to the devil And you know What some of these lyrics mean And you know some of, What some of your favorite artists are into It's very uh, It's very uh, Disconcerting To say the least but let's go back to marrying the game. Now, Tiffany has some serious, serious, serious trust issues, which is ironic because she's made a you know a life, you know, a relationship with this man who has cheated on her. She's admitted; they've even both admitted that you know they've had some some struggles in their relationship. And and this is what I'd say to that: many of you ladies out there. Okay, you're dealing with men where who have cheated on you. Now, you have a lot of you maybe some of going to counseling, you guys have had that, you know, that that, that fight, that the breakup, the makeup, and now you've you've had the talk. You've agreed to even though there was cheating, you've agreed to kind of let it go and let the past stay in the past. But the key, and I, you know, I don't tell people what to do. I mean, that's what you want to do. That's how you choose to handle. It. That's cool. But if you're gonna do that, you have to really let it go. If you say you forgive somebody, you have to actually forgive them. Don't forget about. Don't don't say you forgive them, but then not really forgive them, and still bring it up. You know, you ever been in something like that? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've done that. Definitely done that before. It's like I'll say I forgive you just to, just to be saying it, knowing good and well that I'm still like pissed off at you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean because this is what she does now. This, this is what I posted about um, yesterday. Now the game has a, you know, a, an assistant evidently, you know, a female assistant who is an assistant. You know, I've in various points in my life I've had assistants and you know, sometimes they're necessary. I'm actually gonna be hiring a, another assistant sometime in the near future. But, you know, and it it definitely will be a female assistant. I'm not into that, you know, I don't need a guy around me all the time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what assistants do. You you need that. And that's their job. That's what they're there for. So when you when he says, Okay, I'm going to France to make a hundred thousand dollars to support you and this family to pay for this elaborate wedding that you want to have, and he says that's what I'm going to do. I would think that that is, you know, oh that should be okay. I don't think that should be a cause for a fight. Now she randomly asked. I mean, I think the dude in the in the kitchen or whatever. She was like, "Yo, who's all going?" And he was like, "Tom, John, Rob, so and so." You know who's you are, you know they're all going, and, and you know the assistant chick, and she she had no problem with nobody else. She's like, you ain't taking no trip with no assistant, with no female assistant. And I'm looking like, like, wh- why would you, why would that be a problem? You know, I mean, Courtney, I'm just asking, why would that be a problem from a female perspective? I mean, why would it, why would you have an assistant who wouldn't go? On a on a business trip, right? I mean, on the surface, yeah. I mean, that's that shouldn't be an issue, but with her, it's an issue because she hasn't let go of the infidelity, and he still could be cheating at this point as well. well and not that's that he could be. He's he's well, absolutely cheating. He's absolutely. But my point is that she shouldn't even be with him in the first place. If she has to go through all this and get mad over things that are just so trivial like this. She should have left a long time ago. Right, that's what women don't understand. I shouldn't say women, but some women. You you can't you can't be with somebody where there are trust issues. That's what y'all don't seem to get. If you don't, if you have trust issues, that means that you have to walk away from the relationship. You got to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? It it should be a wrap. You know what I mean? Why stay with a man? Who you know that you don't trust There's no reason to do that Now that's where the self esteem Comes into play You know what I'm saying You gotta walk away So that's that's the, the one, that's a big part of their problem right there Is is the lack of trust Okay No trust there She If you can't even trust him to go on a, a business trip With a female assistant You don't need to be with the person So that's that Now She clearly has a thing for bad guys I call it the DMX syndrome. Why do I call it the DMX syndrome, Courtney? You talking about from belly? You already know what I'm talking about, Courtney. <laughs> Y'all know what DMX did to Tarot Hicks up in belly. You know, he blew that back out. The thug, the good girl who likes the bad boy, you know, but that sex, you know what I'm saying? It, it, a lot of times it makes everything right. You could call. I also call it the baby boy syndrome. You know, Tyrese and, and uh, Taraji, 
blowing that back out. Of, you know what I'm saying? She knew he was cheating. She knew she didn't trust him. You know, in the middle of a fight, he gripped the rug and went downtown. She forgot all about that fight. I hate you, Jody. I can't stand you, Jody. Yeah, you can stand that. Yeah, you like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is, man. Ladies, can I ask you a question, homeless? Like, why do y'all be fronting? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't y'all just say how you feel? Just be honest. Just say, look, I don't trust you. I can't stand you. But the sex is good. You know? It's not, I mean, it's nothing else other than I enjoy the way you please me sexually. And the faith, my faith that I have in God is not strong enough to the point where I can trust you to bless me with a husband who will fulfill my not only my sexual needs, but my emotional needs, my spiritual needs, you know, my maternal needs. All that stuff will be, you know, I don't really trust you, God, to bless me with that husband. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay here in this because I have that fear of being alone. How come so many women aren't just honest and say that? Because the truth hurts. That I mean, that's that's painful to admit. No, I don't know many women who would actually admit that um, to themselves or God. Just yeah, they wouldn't. Right, right, right. No, I mean, you know, at some point you got to start being honest. <clears throat> you got to start being honest, guys. Well, now, now this is another issue that I that I have, ladies, and I kind of touched on it when I mentioned my my ex. You guys have to really stop threatening these men. Okay, when you look at this show with Game and and, and uh and, and Tiffany, she she does a lot of threatening. She said, "If you walk out that door, we're not going to be here when you get back." And he even said, he said, "Man, she always does this. She's always threatening me, you know, with the kids." And ladies, I mean, before, for a long time, I couldn't really relate to that. I always heard stories, and I saw situations where where women would would use the kids to like, you know, for leverage and things like that, and, and ammunition and as weapons even. But you know, now that I have a, a daughter, ladies, you can't do that. That's the worst thing, especially when a man is you know loves his child and is in that child. Don't use your your children. As a pawn to prove a point to a man That's just not cool You know what I mean She she threatened him with his children She said we, she said, I will pack up the kids And we will be going That is that is That's terms for dismissal right there You know what I'm saying The relationship with me would be over There would be no more relationship No marriage, no engagement, no wedding No more reality show, none of that You don't do that And she and, and some women they feel as though They have so little that that's all they can resort to. You know what I mean? I know he doesn't care about me, but at least he cares about these kids or his son or his daughter, so I'll I'll make sure he can't see her. That'll hurt him rather than just walking away. And then that's when, you know, everything gets all messed up. You know what I mean? He comes home, if you guys watch the show, he came. And this is the this is the problem. I mean, you know, I don't agree with his lifestyle, but let's just look at what happened. And this is, let me just tell you, this is exactly how it goes. If you guys noticed, she wanted to go on the trip. And let me, I'm going to talk about it from a couple of different angles. I'm not saying he was, you know, blameless here at all. Because a lot of, I've talked to some women about this. 
some women were saying that, you know, she should have been allowed to go on the trip. And this is the thing, ladies. I mean, I don't have a problem with him not taking her on the trip. Ladies, you're... That's what he does. When she signed on to be his girlfriend, to be his fiance, she knew that he was, that's his job. That's his business. He travels, he does shows, he lives that lifestyle. Now, sometimes, you know, it would be nice if he took her on trips, and I'm sure he does occasionally, but you that's not your place to say, I'm going to go here with you. You know what I mean? Maybe he just wanted to go with his homies. That's not wrong. I've been seeing a lot of Facebook posts. Different. He's not wrong for that. If he just wants to go with his homies, then he goes with his homies. There's sometimes I go out with my homies. We ride out in the bins or whatever, have a good couple of drinks, whatever. We chill. My wife isn't tripping. She doesn't. Why can't I go? Maybe it's guys. It's guys' night out. I don't complain when my wife has girls' night out. They want to go and do different things. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But other nights. It's just for the fellas. And so what needs to happen is you guys as women need to be secure enough in the relationship to trust him that when he goes. Because the reality is she didn't really want to go to France. Okay? She didn't really want to go to France. She just didn't want him to go and do what he was going to do with who he was going to do it with. What did you think about that situation, Courtney, as I play this next words with friends turn? (laughs) Yeah, it was obvious that she just wanted to keep an eye on him. Um, through the whole trip And it's just It's sad how um, Insecure Tiffany is She is very 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 insecure And she plays a lot of games With him um, Just to see how much He cares um, About her Or to see if he cares Period um, I don't know if you watched This another episode About the wedding planning And it, He just He does not care about her And she just needs to Just give it up And just Literally Walk away because nothing she says is gonna work. Because you notice when she said um, that she's taking the kids, he kept going like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so he doesn't care about her. Right. I mean, and that's that's actually what I would have done in the situation. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's just not right to to play those types of games with somebody. You know what I mean? Like, if it's either you're gonna be there or you're not. I, I mean, my wife will tell you, man, our relationship wasn't perfect. Earlier on, I mean, we've had some fights, you know, but one thing that she never said was, I'm leaving, you know what I'm saying, and not coming back. You say those words, ladies, I mean, you better be prepared for that man to call your bluff because there's no guarantee. A lot of y'all y'all, y'all say that and think it's cute, like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm leaving, or this is over, or I can't do this anymore. This isn't working out. I'm not sure. I'm, You know what I mean? It's like so many little catchphrases that y'all have. And you don't, and you don't, and you gotta wonder why you haven't gotten that ring. You gotta wonder why it's been three years. It shouldn't be three years. It's that he doesn't want want you. I promise you, you'll never see a good relationship where a man has been with a, a woman for five years without a without a ring. You'll never see that. Those situations is always the on and off situations. It's always the the cheating and I took them back and this and that, you know, the we've gone through this, we've gone through that. It's always something. When it's good, it's good. And you got that ring within a year and a half, two years. Otherwise, you know, it, that's it, man. Nobody's dealing with that stuff. Now, let me just say, now, I don't like the way he handles certain things. You know what I mean? Like certain things that he says 
can be a little disrespectful to her. A lot of things that he does are, um, you know, certain things like like as far as the wedding plan. I don't like how he. I mean, it's it's. I don't, I can't even. I mean, I don't like the way he handled it. But at the same time, I mean, it's clear this man doesn't want to get married. See, you got to realize something. I was the one calling the the the, the um the the wedding venues. I was the one reaching out to see how much the um you know the car would cost and you know the um, the tuxedos and I was the one figuring out you know you know per plate how much it would be. I mean, my wife did a lot of stuff, but I'm saying these are decisions we made together. When we did the walkthrough, when we did the cake testing, when we did the food tasting, you know, uh, like all that stuff was, you know, was was done together. And that's what happens. That's what it looks like when a man loves you and sees a future with you, and once and not not just is going to marry you, but I'm talking about wanting to marry you. See, a lot of women don't see the difference between that. They just think, oh yeah, we're we're getting married. But the question is. Does your man actually want to get married? And what you have to realize is, man, that that uh, how a man feels about you, and I know some people don't want to hear this, but it will show on your finger. It absolutely will, man. Stop selling for these these rings, these these, these bubble gum rings, because I and I uh, let me just be clear about this. I'm not saying that you have to have a huge ring. Okay, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, and I'm not saying that you should turn down a ring because it's not the right size. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that when a man loves you, when a man cares about you, he will do what he needs to do to give you a ring that you will be happy with and that and a ring that will impress your friends. Do you understand that, Courtney? How do you feel about that? Do you see the difference? Yeah, I yeah, I do. I think um for the longest I was caught up um in the in the size of the ring, but to me I think what's more important than that is the quality. I, I think that's much much more important than how huge a rock is. And so um so I, I can definitely agree with that. It would be something that, you know, I have faith in that. Yeah, it's going to be something I'm happy with. Right. L- listen, I I've bought I know all about rings. I bought two engagement rings. Many of you know I was engaged before when I was about 25. You know what I mean? I got married, you know, obviously coming up on two years. So I bought two very nice rings, very nice rings. You guys can look at, you know, my wedding album, you know, if you want to on Facebook and get a chance to check out the ring. But, you know, my wife's ring is nice, and, you know, it costs a couple of dollars. <clears throat> but what y'all need to understand is that, you know, a lot of these rings where you can barely see the diamond, you look, not not all the time, <clears throat> but a lot of times you look at that and it's indicative of the quality or the status of that relationship. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, rings are not expensive nowadays. I mean, depending on where you can go, you can get a nice two-carat ring for 2500 bucks. 3000 bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking 2 carats. If you know anything about 2 carats, most rings like I mean, if you get a a 1 carat ring with a with a princess cut center diamond, 
that's a big ring. You know, that's a, that's I'll say that's a nice size ring. That's not a big, but it's a nice size. Unless you're like a, I mean, you know, but if you get a two carat ring, you know what I'm saying, and you get like a, which is a, a say one and a half in the center, and then the rest of the the, the ring makes up the other, you know, carats. That's a very nice ring. You can get a very nice. Now the quality may not be, you know. Huge, but you know how many people are diamond connoisseurs to the point where they can, you know, really tell the quality. Some people, you know, what I'm saying, but I'm saying my point is, what I'm saying, you can get a very nice ring that will impress a lot of people for a couple thousand dollars. So what I'm saying is, think about what I'm saying to y'all. If you're seeing people walking around with these small rings on their fingers that you can barely see, these cheap, ridiculous-looking engagement rings, I'm telling you straight up, they only paid about three, $400 for them. And what kind of man loves a woman who only spends about three or $400 on, a, on an engagement ring? I don't care what your financial situation is like. Some people might be mad at me for this. I don't care. But that man doesn't give a damn about you if he only spent three or $400 on that engagement ring. Would you? Is that something you can agree with, Courtney? Oh gosh, that's tough. Um, I don't know because I want to say there are certain situations where the man didn't spend a lot, but he loved the woman, like truly loved the woman. Three, but three hundred, three three hundred dollars though. I mean, okay, but let's talk about financial situations. What if he really didn't like, from a man's perspective? What if the man didn't have a lot of money? He didn't have to have a lot of money, but he can take time and save up. If that okay. man. If that it doesn't take forever, I mean, I don't care. They look, I don't care. There, man. If you have a PlayStation, you know what I'm saying. You can sell a PlayStation and sell your games and get three hundred dollars right there. If your wife is not worth, you know, your girlfriend that you want to marry is not worth selling. I mean, I mean, that's if you, you know, if money is super, super tight. But what man you know doesn't have a PlayStation that he could sell? You got men walking around with $100 Jordans. You got men doing putting rims on their cars. You got men doing all types of stuff, buying out. I mean, let's be real. We're, you know, we're not talking about the guys who are the losers, the, you know, the guys that don't have money. I've seen men with money buy their girls $300. I've seen men with $300 suits on, but their girlfriend's ring costs less than that. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm, I'm, talk, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I know men who have made minimum wage and bought their girlfriend and spent a couple thousand dollars on a ring, and that ring is nice. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, ladies, stop. stop. I'm not, I don't want to make it about the ring, but I want you to, to take a long, hard look at your ring, and then at the same time take a look at the treatment that you have received throughout the course of the relationships, the relationship that has led up to you receiving that ring, and then all this will make sense that I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking about. A lot of people don't get it, man. When a man loves a woman, y'all need to go back and listen to the archives of that show. Type in when a man loves a woman. Y'all are settling. I asked a woman today, I said, I said, what, what were some great qualities? Of, I mean, what, I said, what did you like about this guy? What's so great about this guy you're calling me about that we're doing this session about? What's so great about him? She said, well, he was, you know, he, commu- he was a good communicator. She said, he talked to me. He listened to me. He was kind. He was thoughtful. 
I said he was kind and he was thoughtful. He come, I said, you think those are great qualities? I said, those aren't great qualities. That just means he's not a psycho. I said, go ask my wife what what's great about Dayton. You think she's going to say he's a good communicator? He's kind? No, nah, it's going to be a lot more things than that. If you're dealing with a man and you really genuinely can't think of truly great qualities about that man, I mean, aside from the basics, we need to talk. We need to redefine your definition of great. Ask ask uh, Tiffany what what you know what's great about game. He didn't kill anybody this week. I mean, you know, this guy got a tattoo on his face, man. You know, this guy's a blood. You know, he's a high-ranking official in his in his set. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His blood gang set. Him, Lil Wayne, you guys are in the, they're all in the same gang. Bloods, man. You want to, you ever dated a gang member, gang banger? No, not at all. Oh man, yo, these people, man. Like we don't, and we talk about this stuff from time to time. Everybody wants to talk about how many women are single. You know why? Why can't I find a man? But I mean, let's just be. Let's just look at these statistics. Who's having sex with these gang bangers? Who's having sex with these drug dealers? Every corner on every corner in in every major city is populated with with thugs and drug dealers, okay? These guys are freaking hustlers. These guys are killers. These guys are murderers. And I want to know, well, you know, the 70% of black women that are complaining about there not being any good black men out there, a lot of these teachers, they're having sex with gangbangers. Look at Tiffany. She's having sex with a gangbanger. You know, now, now in a couple of years, if, I mean, she's already single. They've already broken up. Just I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but they're not together anymore. This wedding didn't happen. This wedding was called. I don't even know how they got the show on the air because I remember they canceled the show. They were together. They were getting married. Obviously, they shot the show, but then they broke up, and the show was canceled. VH1 pulled it because they broke up. Google it. Game and Tiffany break up or whatever. They canceled the show, and now it's on. I guess they just decided, hey, we might as well just go ahead and air. They're not even together anymore. And so what's going to happen is, what happens with these situations is, these women are who are now single, they only talk about, oh, yeah, I'm a teacher. I'm 37 years old. I'm 42 years old. I'm a teacher. I'm professional. I'm X, Y, and Z. I've done this and that. But your ex-fiance, who you're still in love with and most likely still having sex with, is a gangbanger with tattoos all over his body. You know what I mean? Who kills people. And you, you know what I'm saying, and you, but and you're still emotionally t- uh, tied to this man, and you're wondering why the the godly man, you know, the the the, the doctor, the lawyer, you know what I'm saying, that the guys looking for wives are staying away from you. Nobody wants that. You gotta you gotta deal with that pain. Stop dealing with these thugs. Just because you want a nice guy at forty. That forty years old isn't the time to date the nice guys or to start looking for the nice guys. You should have been worried about the nice guys when you were twenty four. You know what I'm saying, ladies? It's it's not you know you don't get a second chance at at, at uh, you know all the time. You know now I mean God can do anything, but you need I mean you know the Bible says for the wages of sin are death. So I mean God doesn't give second chances for everything. Some things you have to take responsibility for. Some things you have to face the repercussions for. Some diseases are incurable. Uh-oh. Should I go there, Courtney? 
You already went there. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> man, people don't like to hear this stuff, man. Y'all better wait till y'all might as well just turn us off and turn on Steve Harvey in the morning, man, because I'm I'm not in the in the sugar coating business. You know what I mean? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to keep it real. The reality is, seven. I mean, seriously, all jokes aside, what percentage of women are strippers? You know, what percent of, percentage of women make up the black pornography industry? That's a billion-dollar industry. It's a lot of black porn out here. Booty talk. You know what I'm saying? Who are all the women that Mr. Marcus is having sex with? Don't act like y'all don't know who Mr. Marcus is. All y'all know who Mr. Marcus is. Amanda, Courtney, you know what I'm saying? Really? Like, really? Latanya? No, I mean, keep it real. These, I'm not putting nobody on blast. These are all people who have, you know, who have keep, kept it real. Yeah, I know who he is. Of course I do. You're right. Amanda's here, too. I see you listening. Amanda, what's going on, Amanda? Wait, who who is Mr. Marcus? Don't, no, come on, Amanda. Don't lie. No, no, for real. I'm not lying. I don't know who Mr. Marcus is. You don't know who Mr. Marcus is? Really, I, I honestly I do not know who Mr. Marcus is. But you don't I know like who? Know. Like who? You don't know who Wesley Pipes is? I know. <laughs> I'm so you're making, lost, you're making right? me look real bad. You're making me look real bad I'm right now. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, Courtney. I'm so sorry. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, I see Latanya listening too. Latanya, what's going on with you? You there? Yeah, hey, hey, Jada. Hey, y'all. What, what's, what's going, going on? on? You, you know Nothing? about Mr. Marcus? Who is that? Come on, Are you Courtney. kidding me? I mean, don't, come on, Latanya. You know who Mr. Marcus is. Mm-hmm. Who is that? You, y'all know who Brian Pumper is? No. Courtney? <laughs> you know who Brian Pumper is? Yeah. Brian Pumper, Wesley Pipes, Mr. Marcus are three of the more well-known porn stars. And, and it, But what's funny is, I'll tell you, you know, I, the reason why I know who Mr. Marcus is, I'm not really into I mean, I've, I've watched porn in the past. You know, I'm not going to front like I, I've never watched it, don't know anything about it. But, you know, the reason why I know who he is is because um, my name is Marcus. Everybody who knows me knows my name is Marcus Daydon Talbert. Daydon is my middle name. I've always gone by Daydon. And so a lot of times, you know, like you call customer service places, they like you know, ship you out to India. They be like, oh, hello, Mr. Marcus. They, they, that's what people always call me. They always call me like Mr. Marcus. I'm like, yo, and, and they'll laugh. I'm like, yo, why are you laughing? And they're like, oh, no reason. So I asked them, I'm like, yo, why is everybody laughing? Like, they say Mr. Marcus. Somebody, a woman actually told me several years ago who Mr. Marcus was, and you know, it, it's funny stuff out here. But yeah, man, you don't 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 lie, man. You know who Mr. Marcus is. If anybody missed our special. Where we did, uh, it was actually, I mean, we're making fun of it, but, you know, it was actually a serious subject. Many women out here and many men, just people in general, struggle with porn addiction. We actually did a show, maybe maybe one of the next couple of nights when we're uh, maybe not live, I'll rebroadcast, um, you know, uh, Addicted to Porn, which is a very good show we did a few, several months ago. Remember that show, Courtney? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. Very good show that we'll have to rebroadcast in the very near future. Let's go to the phone lines and see what's going on, man. If you guys know who Mr. Marcus is, give me a call, 646-200-0366. Or anything, you guys. Like I said, Advice Mondays, we're here to answer your questions and situations. We're talking about marrying the game as well as some of these other reality shows and just, you know, everything that there is to talk about tonight. I see a call on the line from the 704 area code. Welcome to the Date on Tolbert Show. 
Hello, Dayan. Hello, Courtney. Hello, everybody. This is Aaron Bernard Ransom at Prince A. Breezy. Um, no, let me hold on, real quick. Let me, yo, no, I'm just asking. Like, you, you, I see you're pretty big on Twitter. You always give yeah. out your Twitter name. You want people to follow you? Um, well, um, well, actually, well, of course. But you know, at first it started as like a Twitter name. You know, um, well. It was kind of always a Twitter name, but then I started going as it for being a actual like nickname. That's your, so basically, that's your now, yeah, no, a nickname. So basically, it's a part of who I am. And basically, I haven't used it. You know, when I first has like like when I first had started Prince a Breeze, it was a Twitter name. But to be honest, when I was in the group, that's when I asked. That's when it became more a part of me. Now, I mean, being in the friends of the Dana October Show group, I started using, I mean, y'all kind of made it into like a part of me now. So basically, Prince A. Breezy is now basically, now it's like a part so of you were, So if you were a porn star, that would be your porn star name. Um, no, that, no, no, that, that ain't, that ain't, that's not going to be my porn star name. No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh. Oh, right. That's cool. gonna, what, was your, what was your question to comment, though? Did you have anything, that, what'd you, what do you think about tonight's show? Um, I, I'm going to tell you, I fell asleep, but then I woke up. Um, I think I had said something, you know, when I was asleep. Because as I was listening to the show, actually when I was kind of kind of fell asleep, you know, but I woke up and... So you woke up uh, when we started talking about porn, huh? Um, that's when you woke up. He said, whoa. No, let me tell you, um, there are times when I've, you know... Heard just the show, and I kind of heard it in my sleep. I mean, I, not just the show, but you know, well, well, actually, other episodes. You know, and this as like usual when I'm falling asleep. You know, I actually hear kind of kind of hear stuff. Let me ask you: Have you ever struggled with? Has porn ever been something you've struggled with? Um, I actually, I, um, I had called into that show. You know, that was the show I, I had called into. I remember before. that you did. Re- refresh everybody's memory because anybody who didn't hear that show, what is that something you still struggle with? Um, yes, I'm be honest. Yes, um, bro, but it's not like I think about it all the time. I mean, that's not something I think about all the time. You know, um, I struggle with a lot of things. You know, um, um, I'm still trying to quit smoking. Um, um, but um, um, January first, 2013. Um, everybody kind of um, um, was like, you know, well, you know, you know, January first, 2013. You know, we're gonna, you know, hold on, like. We're going to basically like hold you to it, you know. You need to, you know, like Chris Logan, you know. So I struggle with, with, you know, I struggle with, you know. It's not a lot of stuff, but there's things what else? that I what else with. do you struggle with? Um, other, I mean, it's not. It, you gotta let it go, man. You gotta release it. You gotta let everybody. You know what I'm saying? You gotta claim it and, and like let it go. You gotta give it to yeah. God. Yeah, but um, but uh, I got some other good things just going on. You know, I, I'm I'm going back to school next month, um, so um, just a, a lot of great things are coming up for um, for 2013. You know, um, cool man. Yo, that's that's what's up. yo man. Let everybody know where you calling in from. Where where you live, man? You be traveling all over. You like the worldwide. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Have you, have you ever have you ever like been in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, I have. Yep, it's a, it's a beautiful Charlotte? place. Yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a very nice place, you know. Um, and hello, Courtney. You know, um, I tease Courtney a lot in the court. I mean, I mean, 
in the what was I say court room in um in the um what was uh, in the group, yeah. Group. Absolutely. Prince A Breezy, man. Everybody follow Aaron Bernard Ransom at Prince A Breezy on Twitter, man. He's big on Twitter. Shout out to him. He's in the group. Um Friends of the Data on Talbot Show. No, I like I like Aaron, man. That's my homie, man. Courtney, shout you any shout outs to uh the Prince A Breezy? Hey, Prince A Breezy. It was so good <laughs> to hear him. I haven't heard him call in a very, very long time and it was so refreshing to hear him. He's He's an awesome person. Yeah, he call. He hears that that you know talking about porn. He's like, whoa, let me hit that number one on the keypad real quick. <laughs> Shout out to him though. Nah, good to hear from. Him. Um, you know, you know, we're taking calls all night though. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. Have some fun tonight, man. Some of y'all are real uptight, man. I'm gonna start. You know, I'm gonna start doing Courtney. I get a lot of psychos that call the eight five five number. The eight five five number is a toll free number. For people to call me from around the world who maybe you know struggle with issues, but I get people, you know, a lot of psychos, and I save them. I have a, I had to create a new folder for for psychos. You know, I got a lot of you know hate hate mail, a lot of uh, stalkerish voicemails. I'm just gonna I'm gonna download some of the uh, the voicemails and play them on the show. I let Courtney hear them, you know, and it's just like, yo, Courtney, what do you think about some of these crazy voicemails I've been getting? And these women are absolutely just nuts. But you know what? Right it, you said what? I, no, I'm sorry. I said I should do it right now. I should download you one should. right now. You should. You should so I could laugh. I mean, we'll, we'll see what's up. But, yeah, this woman, she, she threatened me. She's, one woman back in the day, she threatened to report me to my to my church. She said, I'm going to tell, tell your pastor on you. I said, What? <laughs> Yo, man, listen, guys, don't, you know, spiritual warfare is real, okay? You know, and and I'm a happy guy. Nothing you say is going to take me out of my happy place. So don't do it. Don't try. Courtney, the same thing. You know, we can help you, but don't, you know what I mean? Just delete us, whatever you got to do, block us, but don't threaten us, none of that crazy stuff. You know, we're, we're peaceful individuals here to have a good time and, and spread knowledge and, and even entertain a little bit. So you look. So let's get let's get back. I got a couple of advice questions that I want to do. But another thing is, um, with with these two, the, the cycle for many women remains, you know, in effect. It's the the fall in love with the bad boy. The bad boy dogs them. They get their heart broken, and then they remain single. Swearing to never deal with those types of men again But unfortunately because of the emotional unavailability Those are the only types of men that they attract And because those are the only type of men that they attract They say that they're not going to deal with those types of men ever again That's when the wall goes up to protect their hearts But as we always say Just like a closed heart Excuse me, a closed mouth never gets fed A closed heart never gets loved And that's that's the cycle that happens that many women find themselves trapped in because they've never dealt with the hurt and the pain associated with you know with being hurt um, you know initially. So it's just like I said, it's a very bad. Uh, you, you ever been felt like you were in that cycle, Courtney? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know when when um, I first contacted you for sessions, I was I was there. <laughs> you know I had went through those cycles and. I couldn't figure out 
why I was attracting these same men. Because remember, I, I thought I was perfect. Like, I thought I was just, like, the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm like, why am I still attracting these men? And each time, you know, after I got hurt, I would just build that wall up and then wonder why men only wanted me for sex, why men weren't committing to me and why, you know, I would find out later they were in a relationship with someone else. And I was just tired of that whole cycle of getting my hopes up and then um, being depressed and having that wall up. It's just not a good place to be. But unfortunately, um, it can be, you know, fixed once you really look within. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Courtney, when you, what was it? A lot of, I get a lot of calls, uh, or I should say, uh, women who I work with, they, a lot of them want to know specifically about you. What was it that helped you so you know break free of that cycle to the point where you're right now? You actually have been at the lowest point, like you said, having suicidal thoughts, depression, being an internal jump off, booty call, friends with benefits, like those types. Of, that's how men viewed you. Now you're you're viewed with not only the respect of women around the world, but also from men who are like, whoa, you know, who is that young woman? Good question. <laughs> like what 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 was it that made, that brought you out of that? Um, and I think I've told this um before, but I just it, of course it's God, but I think what just um made me want to change was it was a very last time I masturbated. And I was doing that, and I talked about this on the show to take away that pain because I was just so depressed. And this one particular time I did it, I didn't feel good about it. I just felt really bad. I felt, like, dirty. I just really felt like, you know what, I don't need to do this. I need to do something different. This is not solving my problems. And I think that was the first time I actually really called out to God for help because I really needed help in that to change and I was like on my knees like crying it was it was crazy like I felt so bad and it was just my breaking point and you know I just that's when you know me and you um started the sessions that's when God led me to you and it just seemed like I it and that was like a year ago but it's like it went by so fast it's like the rest was history it was like God just started making moves and just changing me. And I'm not even the same person I was. It's like I can't even believe I was that person at one point. Like God has done so much in my life. He's done such a work in me that I couldn't even tell you the point where I actually changed into the person I am now. Mm, 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 mm. What a great testimony. I mean, that's an absolutely classic, classic testimony that I think that a lot of women have have heard over the you know the last several months that you've been a part of the show, and um, you know hopefully you know it's it'll be used to inspire women who are who are being um, you know dogged, uh, who are being used and, and feel as though that's all there is out there. You know, there's, Courtney is a great example of the fact that there's a lot more out there. I, I, you know, as Courtney was speaking over the last five or so minutes, I decided that I was actually going to. Go ahead and, um, and and play for you guys a great example of of the t- some of the haters. You know, you know, I talk about the haters. You know, we you know you see some of them on 
on Facebook and some of these these homosexual guys that you know that uh, that, that feel the need to debate and you know and I mean and I, when I, I'll tell you why I'm saying that in a second. But some of these men actually really are you know homosexuals you know and uh, they solicit you know they a lot of guys like Marv and you know even James a lot of these guys they go through these debates and they they reach out you know to men uh, you know associated with the show like privately and it's disgusting. Did you know that that stuff goes on, Courtney? Yeah. <laughs> like they'll hate, they'll debate, they'll say disrespectful things, but then they'll try to reach out and, you know, and, and actually, you know, interact on a personal level with, with some of the with some of these other guys. But I I I, I want to play a call, and I don't do this often, and I apologize if there's some. Actually, I don't apologize. It is what it is, but not my call. But somebody, this is what a personal voicemail that someone called the eight five five number. You know, and they said, Courtney, should I play this? Please do. You want people to hear the psychos? Y'all, y'all well, want to know? I think it's I'm... hilarious. <laughs> when I when I talk about the psychos and the weirdos and the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, the players, this is this is what I'm talking about. I'm trying to listen. I've never done this before, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Check this out. This is a this is a, a clear psycho. It called me about a week ago. Here, listen up. What's up, you bum bitch ass nigga? You want to sit around and call a motherfucking gay? Why don't we go ahead and have a debate where I can break your bitch ass down? I see what you're doing, dog. You sit around here, you want to preach about God with your little fake ass suit on. You try to cupcake and, and handcuff these bitches, but on the back end, you're trying to sell Mary Kay products. But what kind of nigga sells Mary Kay products but only a bitch ass nigga? But you want to sit there and talk all that yak and all that smack and shit like you know what the fuck you doing. I mean, I look at your page here. You've been married two years. You look up, find some bitch, have a baby, and you think you can spit the game to these motherfucking women? And then you think you man enough to spit game at me? Dog, like I say, man, you got a problem with me? want to call me your homie gay and all this shit? Why don't you be a motherfucking man and come to the source? Don't roll the squid and run to him. Come to the motherfucking source, me. You know how to find my motherfucking ass. Schooladating.com, bitch. See what you're going to do. <laughs> I, I laugh. At, I, I play that to myself when I need to laugh sometimes, man. I mean, that's, and I could t- I could play to y'all. I just uploaded that one real quick for y'all, just as a little treat so y'all can see what I'm talking about. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? I have a lot, there's a lot of that. And that's what I'm talking about, you know. When when you see men as well as women, feel, women feeling the need to lash out, you know, and insult. I've had women inbox my wife, you know, and say things like, "I feel sorry for you," and "I feel sorry for your daughter," because this that's not personal to me. It's not personal. That's when pe that's what happens when people are going through that that attack. They're under attack. They're dealing with spiritual warfare. The devil's trying to destroy them. And they're just lashing out in any way that they can. So, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad thing. Courtney, you've actually experienced people hating on you personally ever since you started giving advice from a biblical perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's It's been hate um, from people that, you know, I knew in college that can't really, 
you know, figure out like what's going on. What's going on with Courtney? Like why is she why is she doing that? Like, well, she she's saved now. Like a lot of people can't understand because they're still living that life. So and they're still, you know, constantly under attack and just really, really depressed. And so, you know, people have said some mean things but um and even recently when we had that debate um in the friends group we were talking about weave and everyone wanted to go in about that, like and, you know, people want to argue with me about it. Look, listen, I used to wear weave, and so I know all about this. Everything I say comes from personal experience, so you can't challenge me on something I know everything about. That doesn't make sense. Speaking of weave, matter of fact, actually I was um, talking to a man, and the guy that you just you just heard, that's actually um, Amanda's ex-boyfriend. Amanda, why did you have your ex call me? What? That is not my ex-boyfriend. Are you serious? It's like, no, I'm just playing. That's not. That's not really Amanda's ex-boyfriend. I'm just messing around with Amanda. Kind of some, no, you know what I'm saying. But there are a lot of psychos out there, so steer clear of the psychos, and um, you know, just don't, just don't. You know what I mean, be cool. You know what I mean? You know, I, I have a, a nice life, nice family. I don't want any problems with anybody. You know, I just want to help people change their lives, and you know, play words with friends. Watch Law and Order SVU. Watch my wrestling on Monday nights and Friday nights. I mean, is that too much to ask? I'm going from smashing chicks, running trains to, you know, playing words with friends on Saturday night with my my sister-in-law. How's that for a 360, Courtney? That's nice. You're a family man now. Family man. It's crazy. People who know me are like, yo, you're a family man? People don't believe it. They can't. They can't believe these are the things that I've done. But yeah, it is what it is, man. But yeah, like, shout out to you. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up, man. Get ready to go. Get out of here. We're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna come back live tomorrow night. We'll do some advice questions. We'll come back with the fellas and we'll, you know, talk about things from a little bit different perspective. One thing I did want to say because you mentioned Weave, uh, Courtney was, I actually, and I wanted to help the women understand something, ladies, <clears throat> men. The way you look at women, and I said this online yesterday, was, you know, in regards to weaves and wigs. And the way that we look at you guys is the same way you guys look at women with the fake Louis, with the fake Gucci, which, with you know, the, the, the fake Chanel and all that stuff, Michael Kors, that's not really, you know, real. That That look of why does she have that on? You know, is the same way we look at women when we see weave. It's not. It's 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 weird because a lot of times those people who are wearing the fake stuff, whether it's the handbag or whatever, they don't really think there's anything wrong with what they're doing. And that's the same. And the way you're looking at them, and even though they don't know you're looking at them like that. Is the same way men are looking at you. You're not going to tell them, yo, I know your bag is fake, and that's a hot-ass mess. But you're probably just going to think it and let them think whatever it is they, they, that they think. But and that's And I'm just telling you, because you may not know it, because nobody's going to say it to you. Certainly not a man. But that's that's the probably the best analogy that I could think of that would accurately, you know, describe how these men are viewing the weave-wearing women of the world. And that's obviously, you know, there were some weave-wearers that came out of the woodwork 
what did you think about that particular thread? Um, <clears throat> what I thought about it, it just shows, um, first of all, how many of us wear it, and then also how many of us are really just struggling um, with self-esteem issues. And my whole point was, you know, I don't care what anyone has to say about it. Uh, the majority, like, of the reason that black women wear it is because they don't love themselves and they don't think that they would be pretty without it. I've seen so many women say, I don't feel like I have swag unless I'm wearing my weave. And, but they try to make it seem like, oh, well, it's out of convenience. And it's like, no, 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 no. Those are self-esteem issues. And we got to really get, like you said, get your self-esteem weight up. Like, seriously, love yourself. You can be pretty without the weave. You don't need that. Matter of fact, it makes you look more unattractive when you wear weave. No, it does. It, I've never seen a, a weave wear that looked better with weave than without. Never. And, you know, I don't care what your hair looks like. You know, I've seen, and you know, I'm just being real. You know, somebody could prove me wrong, but it's just, it's not it's just not a good look. And you know, whatever I don't care what your hair length is, don't buy into the myth that these men love long hair because that that is absolutely a myth. You know, we like long hair. I'm not gonna lie to you. We do like long hair, but if it's not real, it would be better if it's if it would just be yours. You know what I mean? Don't don't resort to the weave of the wigs. Be, if you want to do it, you want to do it. But please don't do it because you think it's what men like. That's the biggest problem. Is men that don't do it for us. I don't tell people what to do with their hair. You don't tell them what to do with my hair. You like a weave, you like a weave. But just know what men are saying about it. And that's all I got to say. Courtney, what last minute words of wisdom do you have for the people? We're getting ready to get out of here. Oh wow! Um, well, my no, advice... no more twelve o'clock shows. Cause I, gotta <laughs> I thought minutes. we were doing no, doing man. a midnight midnight show. Start charging. Um, we can do yeah. start charging people, man. Log on PayPal to log on to the show. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me talk now. No, I'm just playing. Um, my advice to the women, um, just very simple, is just um, what's making me think um, when we talk about the weave. Um, just ladies, love yourself and don't allow, you know, maybe, you know, past negative experiences, you know, things that have happened to you to make you feel, um, you know, make you feel like you're unattractive or make you feel like you'll never have love. And because that's a lot, that's a lie from the devil, you know, to make you feel like, okay, you're ugly because this guy, you know, made you feel ugly or he, you know, called you names. Ladies, don't fall for that. Know who you are in Jesus Christ, because once you do know who you are and get, you know, that high self-esteem, I think you'll be good from there. So. Oh, absolutely. And this is just a true testament. Let me just, I, I, as we're talking, a young woman sent me this email. I'm, I'm on leave for. I'm look. I get, you know, my inbox is flooded, um, by with letters and emails after these shows. Just so y'all know, and don't. Don't not write in, man. Y'all, you know, this is a post I put on Facebook. I said, are you dealing with a man who tells you one thing but his actions show another? Have you given yourself a mental deadline for when you will walk away if you don't have a ring? If you can relate, I'd like to save you a lot of hurt, pain, and resentment by giving you the clarity that you seek. A young woman responded to that via email and said, Daydon, I can relate on so many levels, sadly. I need some help, please. And that's these are the types of emails that I get on a regular basis. These are the types of emails that Courtney now is beginning to get. 
And so I'm just telling you all, it's no shame. Everyone's anonymous. I don't put anybody on blast. You know, we're here to help. So you can call anonymously, privately to 855-55-DATON, or you can shoot me an email at change at trctoday.com. You can check out the website, trctoday.com, or just datontolbert.com, either one. You know, really the holidays are, are, you know, and it's, it's crazy. I was telling Courtney earlier today, I've been seeing a, more and more people, more than ever actually, to be honest with you, expressing um, suicidal thoughts. You know what I mean? And the, I mean, to me personally and privately, you know, people are really, this is a tough time for people. Suicide rates, like, spike, you know, from the from Thanksgiving up to uh, New Year's. And, uh, you know, nobody should have to go through that. You know, if you, if this is not a happy time of the, the year for you, I want to talk to you. Courtney wants to talk to you. We'll, you know, take that first step and we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll work on it with you. Everyone's first session is free. Uh, with this holiday season, all all packages are half off. So this is the best time to change your life. You're not going to be you'll, you'll be single going into 2013, but there's no guarantee that you have to be single this time next year. You know what I mean? You start the process now. We'll get that get the ball rolling. You know, you're 35 and single. That's cool. Let's just find love by 38. Find love. Don't be 40 and single. You know, the process starts now. Right, Courtney? Yes. <laughs> What's yes. up, man? Look, guys, this is one of those laid back shows that we like to do from every from time to time. Just talk to y'all, keep it real with y'all. Hopefully, y'all, you know, you got some valuable information. Hopefully, you know, use these shows. I don't, and you know, I tell people a lot of people say well, I don't watch those shows. Those are the people who are single. No, watch these shows. Watch those shows. You know, Marry in the Game, Love and Hip Hop, The Kardashians. Um, you know, watch them. You know, there's nothing wrong with watching them, but, you know, learn from them because they're great teaching tools for what not to do. Not Don't, don't just watch them, but watch them and then listen to this show because all of these shows that I watch, I watch them to teach you guys and to help you understand the mistakes that they make and, and how they are being viewed by the men. So, you know, it's, I love these shows because there, there's really no other way that you guys will be able to see how these celebrities live and the real-life mistakes that many of you have made, they've made the same things. I, I work with the Chrissies, the Chrissy and Jim Jones. I work with the Chrissies all day, every day. I'm working with the Emilys who are trying to leave fabulous. I, I you know, I just got the phone with them a couple of hours ago. You know what I'm saying? The um, Who else, man? The chick dealing with Joel Santana, the, the the drug dealer, and all this stuff. The guy was just they raided his whole crib a couple couple months ago, man. Found all types of drugs. These guys are all drug dealers, man. This hip hop stuff, man. These guys aren't selling no CDs, living in these mansions. Jim Jones, these guys are drug dealers. Did you ever know that, Courtney? You know what these guys do? Like really do? Yeah, I did know that. <laughs> it's not like they they don't, obviously you're not going to see that on the on the show. But you know, game. You know, I'm, I'll be speaking to, I'll be speaking to Tiffany in a few months. You know what I mean? Maybe not her specifically, but a lot of I work with every day, all day. I work with the the aftermath of those situations. Marrying the game, the failed relation, the failed engagements, the failed marriages. Like, call me. We'll talk. So look, guys, I thank y'all. Valentine's Day. You already know what it is. 
the love we had comes everywhere, Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, get your copy. In the meantime, what women need to know but don't want to hear, which is my two-disc CD, makes a great stocking stuffer. Don't be a psycho and not get it. Nine ninety nine on sale right now at datontober.com. A lot of people have got it specifically for the holidays, so go ahead and get it. it contains the best relationship advice you'll ever hear, so get your copies. And um, I thank you all for listening. I'll, I'll see you all uh, tomorrow night. Peace. Hey, hey, hold up a minute. Let me stop up here and use this payphone real quick. Why you need?